This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Pink suits with hats to match. Big crocodiles and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks. This is where it's at. Windows tinted. Seats for lyric line. Keep the hands on the burner. Cause niggas know that it's money on the Yo, what up though? Shaman J. Johnson, aka the Tim Foyle Hat Titan, aka the conspiracy realist, aka the technology snob, Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text me with your green bubbles, aka I only debate my equals, everybody else I teach. Also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, J.U. Ice, Young Caesar, because you know you can't run without me. Mr. If you don't like me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me. A.K.A. Bars. the West Side T'Challa, the Bars. new leader of Wakanda. Don't debate me, debate your mama. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up, though? If we didn't have that baby talk for the first 20 minutes, we would have had that shit would have been liquid gold, my nigga. And it's your man, Dame Gone Wild, the West Side Landlord, the Pride of PA, High Chief Dame Don't Fuck Around, the liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite Dame, Bars. and the David Ruffin at the Shop Talk Podcast, because you know who the fuck they came to see. Mm. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for Dame. And if you're speaking on Dame, you better say it nice. And if you don't put the boss in front, then bitch, you're not saying it right. Your favorite baby daddy is back. Welcome back. Shop Talk Podcast, episode 238. Uh, back for another week. Uh, we, got a, we got a special guest in the building. We'll go ahead and introduce uh, my brother. Well, my, my brother introduced himself uh, straight off the top. Uh... Shit. A returning guest, matter of fact. You should have came ready. You knew what time uh, it was. You knew what time it was. Hey, man, it's my... F- I, I <laughs> Come on, this motherfucking D-Rick hey, and the bitch. Hey, man, it's D-Rick. Uh, uh, hey, after y'all shit, I, I'm just going to bow out now. <laughs> just say, this is D-Rick, I rap, yeah. and I rap a little bit. Yeah, hey, man. man I'm happy to have you, fam. Yeah, my welcome G. back. It's what... Uh, yo, Rick you said know, he wanted a drink. I did not say I wanted to do what I said was we were I was excited to be back amongst friends. And the last time I was here, there was liquor involved. Oh, I got some liquor. And I got so sauced. And I remember that was a Sunday afternoon. I just just did not want (laughs) to. Niggas was drunk as hell on the Sunday afternoon. Crazy. That might have been the birth of D-Rick talking crazy. That might have been it. I'm going to go back. So <laughs> D-Rick was on the episode when we were still fucking with the white man. We was out in Royal Oak. Yeah. That was like uh, in 2017. Um, so welcome back, my my, my brother. My G. Appreciate you, shit man. didn't happen. Yeah, man. Uh, so much. Happy to have you. Yeah. Dang, man. How was your week, my brother? A week was good. You know, I'm going to come on here and I'm going to just make, make confess the truth. Last week, I was smacked. I was fucking smacked. I was going off of edible. And the thing about edibles, you just never know when that next when that bite Ever. is the one too many. Yep. And I was probably three extra bites in that motherfucker. Yeah. I was gone. I got a lot of texts like, well, what's up with your man? I had to, I maneuvered <laughs> through the I was I had to I had to explain your story for you. And shit. Yeah, like, Let right. me just maneuver. It was through this so shit. bad. It was so bad. Midway through, we got to cooking and shit though. Yeah, never because it was, I was my high was starting to come down. But like, man, that first half of the show, mm. smack white. <laughs> Smack fucking white dog. <laughs> I couldn't even make it. I was slurring. It was bad. It was yeah. bad. But never again. Never mm-hmm. again. I've seen. I've seen the glory. That's what's up. <laughs> uh, anything else happened this week for you? Nah, man. 
Shit, weak been smooth as smooth as shit. I can't even can't even complain. Yeah, uh, I had a pretty smooth week. I finally got my iPhone in today. You know what I'm saying? 12 Pro Max. The internet looks great from a 12 Pro Max screen. Um, it really does. iPhone 12 looks Pro Max. Uh, I just got the regular 12. Hey, you know, everybody, I know. I know. everybody got their flaws. Well, welcome, welcome to Excess. <laughs> <laughs> he said, welcome to Excess. <laughs> uh, the devil is in the Excess. Um, but listen, uh, yo, man, I've been, you know, doing this... Uh, I don't know if I should say this on, on on record and shit, but I've been working from home and shit, right? And I'm in a, um, in a transitional period. Like I'm in a, in a training, so I don't got no team and shit yet. So you ain't doing shit. And I got I'm free to my own. <laughs> you ain't doing shit for eight hours. <laughs> I, know, I I know I know the I know the code. Hey, so look. Uh, I mean, I got different projects I'm I'm, I'm scheduled to do. But shout out to Derek. I'm a I'm a procrastinator and shit. And uh, my procrastination almost got me today, but <laughs> but but God, <laughs> but God, ain't he good? Up. Ain't he good? Yes, he man, is, every dog. time, every that's fucking real. time. That's you know real. what I'm saying? We'll uh, I'll be next week. I'm back to my normal shit, but oh, like okay. <laughs> this week. So I'm today like, was the last day to like really bullshit. Yeah, for sure. I need you to check my account with that company because I, I don't check nothing. I, I, <laughs> I'm not checking. Nothing. I, I think my balance is zero. I mm. think it is, but I need you to, you know. Use your powers and make a way. I'm never going to find out. Oh, what type of friend is you? Um, you used to give me credit card numbers when you worked at that other place. First and foremost, there's a lot of things I am, and a thief is not one of them. Okay? I don't see, like, so I'm going to say something right here, and I don't give a fuck. Every job I've had, I found a way to steal from the job. Now, I don't trust you. Now, this one, I'm still fairly new. I ain't got a year in yet, so I'm still, you know, trying to trying to figure the shit out. But every job... I found a way to make some make some extra bread off of that job. As soon as I find one on this one, nigga, I'm well. First, of, well, let me take that back because I already got a plan to run up sixty k on these niggas real quick. Jesus Christ, nigga, I, it's already in motion. It's already in mo- thirty is almost there. That's like, amazing. like I'm 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 looking at the thirty right now. That's hard. And then next year I'm gonna hit these niggas again. Let's talk after the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna hit these niggas again. That's then I'm going to quit. That's that cash tech ingenuity right there, baby. <laughs> Goddamn right. Yeah, two saying. type of people in this it's world. two types. And Shout and out you to ain't all tra- the uh, potential business that walked out the door because <laughs> we got fucking thief over here and shit. It's, it's white, white collar crime isn't like thievery. Yeah, like, it's I, considered being slick. No, it's the most. It's Robin Hood. It's no, Robin Hood. I'm, I'm stealing from the rich to give to the poor. Actually, I am the poor. Actually, white collar crime is the worst there is. That's where you got your slavery from. That's where you got the systematic racism. All I know, and all, is, that all I know is that shit is just fair time. There ain't no raping going on in fair prisons. <laughs> right. Says who? I, them niggas be on internet. Nigga, my home, my homeboy is in the feds right now. He got bitches coming to visit him on the weekends. That's okay. a fact. That's a fact. He is getting pussy on a regular I, I, basis. That is, a, that is okay. a natural fact. Yeah, I see a nigga in state prison had a whole fashion show on the ground the other day. Yo ass don't want to go on that bitch though. No, nah, I'm not. I'm not trying to. I'm. I'm ain't okay. no bitch in Dame, but I ain't trying to do state. You know what I'm saying? That's a. Hey, I want that's no a state. different animal. That's a whole. Yeah, I might, different I might say your name. They put state on the floor. I ain't <laughs> <laughs> they put that state shit on. The floor. I'm like nigga. No, nah. no, nah, nah. I I sit in county for ninety days though. That ain't shit. shit. Nah, niggas done set on the rock. I done set on the rock almost a year. No, county. I was got, in Macomb County almost three weeks. But you got all type of niggas in the county who ain't went to trial yet. Like yeah, you, you got murdering niggas, you got dangerous. raping. That's you know what I'm saying. Especially at Wayne County Rock, that shit ain't nothing to fuck Yo. with. <laughs> I done seen that. Listen, that niggas Wayne County t- Rock ain't nothing to play with. For sure, for sure, niggas and took deals so they can get the fuck out of the county. For sure. Oh yeah, for sure. 
But but you're right. Wayne County. That Wayne County. Rock Oakland is, County. Is only a, thing that make Oakland County jail feasible. Them niggas got rims. In Macomb County, I was there three weeks. I ain't going to front. My first day, this white boy punched me so motherfucking hard. I thought he broke my goddamn face. Why he punch you? Niggas. Was, so I had never really been. You know, I've been to like. Oh, in jail. Get story time with Dane. Yeah, story time with Dane real quick. I haven't been in jail situations. Like, I ain't I ain't new to this. I call myself the Wayne County outlaw because I've been locked up all over Wayne County. But I had never been locked up in Macomb County. But my thinking is, fuck it, it's the same shit. I'm built for this you shit. You let a I'm, white man punch you, nigga? Let me tell the whole story. Dr. Umar is not pleased. Let me tell the whole story. <laughs> so You let Nate Robinson take all that heat. <laughs> He ain't knocked me out though. He ain't knocked me out. Right. So I was in, I was in Macomb County. You know, I I come to the realization I'm not getting out no time soon. I got booked on a Friday. I know I'm not seeing the judge till Monday. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stay here. There's this OG up in there. He was like, "Youngin, they be in here taking trades. Don't let these niggas Jenny Craig you." So the trades started coming around. You know, niggas start passing them down, and I'm like, "Oh, I see what time it is." Yeah. So I, I spark up immediately. Who got my motherfucking tray? Cause ain't no bitch and dame. You know what I'm saying? I I immediately put my foot down because I said I gotta establish dominance right yeah. here. Is a yeah, set a precedent. Is a skinhead motherfucker jumped up. He's like, I got your tray, nigga. Yeah. I was like, oh, you coming off of it? Cause I'm eating tonight. I'm eating that bologna sandwich. Man, Rick, I walked up on a nigga. I probably ain't get. I ain't get within four feet of his ass. He rocked my shit. <laughs> I went down to one knee, and I and all I could think of myself, I was like, God damn, don't let this white boy stomp you out. made you take a Colin Kaepernick knee, my God nigga. God damn. I said, don't let this white boy knock you out in jail, because, like, nigga, you ain't going to get no peace. You might end up with a sentence after this motherfucker, because you're going to have to kill somebody to get some ounce of respect back. Rick, I felt like the Lord opened up heaven. I seen a tray sitting on the bitch, and Macomb County had metal trays at yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did. picked that motherfucker. I'm, I'm on my knees. I picked that motherfucker up. I swung that bitch around, and I knocked him clean the fuck out. I said, I'm eating today. Nigga. <laughs> somebody give me my quarter water, my honey bun, and my bologna sandwich, because I'm eating. And it wasn't no more static for them next three weeks. I seen that white boy, that nigga would even look my way. I nodded his ass up real motherfucking quick. Ain't nobody Jitty Craig. Ain't nobody Jitty cracking me in this bitch. Yeah, ain't nobody raping me. Listen, that that, that, Wayne, that Wayne County rock, bro. I'm gonna tell you though, that shit had me. Wayne County got niggas from from murderers to niggas ducking child support, bro. And the thing is, niggas be in there so bugged out. It be like, bro, it's no fucking. Like the nigga, the TV wasn't fucking like there's no, the TV not working. There's no clock. Nigga, you don't know what time. Like it's, that shit is like traumatic. It's like being stuck in a casino or some shit, except uh, without the clean air. Man, niggas, I mean, and like, you know, niggas is in there, you know, niggas is in there like sorting through what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Niggas is, is, is got cases on the floor. They don't know who telling. They don't know who yelling. You know, and, and it's like, it's really, it's a lot of, you know, just, Shit, and you just basically taking it all, putting it right there, and nigga, that shit, bro. The only thing that makes Wayne County like tolerable to me is every time I've been locked up in Wayne County, I see somebody I know. That's the only thing <laughs> so, that make Wayne County lit. Like you, you don't go see go somebody, there, nigga. Yeah. That's the only and, and you'll go in there and see niggas you got smart with. Yeah, Wayne. Listen, and the the moral of the story is grow up, everybody. Grow up and don't go to jail, cause dog. I didn't yeah. start going to jail heavy until I hit my thirties. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I went through teens. I mean, I had a couple like incidents getting arrested in my teens, but I mean, 
you know, it wasn't no real shit. Sure. But like once I hit 30, it was like, nigga, I was a magnet for jail. Like again, <laughs> it was one year I got arrested. <laughs> I remember they pulled my background check for my job. Nigga, I had 13 arrests, 13 arrests in like six and a half months. And she was like, you want to... You know, would you like to answer for this? I said, you you see the record? I mean, you see the charges. <laughs> you know what the fuck? Like, the, the shit in black and white. Hey. <laughs> you saw what I got arrested for. That's crazy. We ain't got to talk about it. You see, they just passed that bill. So now, um, if you don't have, un- if you got unpaid tickets and and unpaid fines and shit, you can't get your license suspended. They're not suspending your license. Just Shut the you can't. fuck up. Swear to God, they just passed the bill. And so I, what I got to do And this is back. not, this is not a, like a, um, this is not one of those things where like, they changed it for a county. Like this was in the state legislature. So yeah, this is going to be that like. shit racist. Yeah, because I mean, so we, we've known, right? And I, I, when I saw that, I know I probably shouldn't feel like this, but I felt, it felt fucked up because I was sitting up there like, all the shit I've gone through, all the encounters, all the arrests, all the money I've had to pay for, and was saying, and niggas was saying the same shit. Like, nigga, how I'm gonna pay you for some responsibility fees and get my shit unsuspended, and you gonna suspend my shit for the new license for a new infraction? Like it was a, it's a, it was a game because, like, all right, bet in 2010 you do whatever you do and you get a fine, you pay it. And now I gotta pay a driver responsibility fee for the next three years. Like nigga, how the fuck I'm gonna have to? Why why am I paying for the same shit three years in a row? Like shit it don't crazy. make no fucking shit sense. Shit was so robbery. Is it just on the driver responsibility fees? No, just, no, no. This is so. Oh, I'm so, back out here then. I'm back out here. What? <laughs> well, so they saying they. I don't have no ID right now. So I mean, I, I, this is so, this is so, news so, to me. So right now you can't get <clears throat> if you incur uh, like a uh, any kind of violation or you get a ticket or some shit like that. Um, you can't get you can't get your license suspended for non-payment is what right. basically it is. So you got a ticket. And you know how if you don't pay the ticket, the like other than the jail time and all that shit, but the first thing you know they're gonna do if you Take don't pay that license. bitch, they're gonna suspend your yeah. license. They're not doing that. Just because you don't pay the fine doesn't mean you're gonna get your you can't license. You can't punish suspended. poor people like that, fam. I so got that's I, all that, that's cause I, that was the conversation, right? The the whole conversation was if a motherfucker is in a tough enough spot that they got the ticket in the first place, then what logically makes you think that they're gonna be able to And it's to pay? only poor people. Yeah. It don't it only affect the 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 Wayne County, the Flints, the Detroits. Exactly. Because if the, your license is suspended. And then I got to go to work or whatever kind of way of I make my money to go get money to pay for the bill. And then you drive to, I mean, niggas that had, all of us have had this where you, your license is suspended for whatever reason. Right. I'm going to do something legitimate and you get pulled over and now my license suspended and now I'm subject to being taken to jail. I mean, I'm literally like, nigga, bro, nigga, uh, uh, Chrysler, man, niggas be, I done seen niggas because they're on that attendance program. I done seen niggas. Get on police chases and drive into the let the police chase them niggas into Chrysler so they can swipe. Just so they can get arrested after the swipe. So at least they can say so I made nigga, it, I, I made it, it to work. I ain't well, I wasn't late. Nigga, give me whatever <laughs> fuck you gonna give me, but it's nigga. Crazy. I, nigga, I mean that that shit like the police took my car and they was like, you wanna go? I mean, like you wanna go to jail, you wanna go home. What kind of question is You know that? what I'm saying? So nigga, they took, nigga took my car. Nigga took, took me to jail on my lunch break. And left me on Michigan Avenue and Wayne Road. I was like, all right. I'm like, Cam, could somebody come up here and get the car? He was like, no, we don't do that shit for safety. I'm like, but you got a gun. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like you the safest nigga I know. You the police. Hold on, hold on Jay. <laughs> nigga stopped me. I knew my license was bold. I like I knew my shit was bold. I ain't had no registration, no insurance. I knew the plate was bold, and I ain't got I ain't got no ID. Yeah. So I'm just I'm just out here. 
So when he pulled me over, I said, look, man, I ain't going to bullshit you. You run my name. I'm coming with you. <laughs> I was like, I was right in front of my job. I was like, look, let me, this is where I work. I got my work ID. Let me just pull into the work parking lot because I know you're going to impound my shit. He was like, cool. I'll let you. He's like, first of all, don't drive off until I get in the car. I was like, cool, that's straight. You know, yeah. I ain't, I ain't tripping. What I did you, what car, car, what kind of car was you? In? I had an expedition at that time. Okay, I don't, yeah. it wasn't you know, gonna happen for you. No, no. My, I'll my, tell you right now, if I'm in the 392 or I'm in the Scatty, nigga, I'm out of there. I am out of there. First boy. of all, I had so many hit and runs and done so much ill shit in that expedition. I said, I'm just gonna park the motherfucker. Yeah. So he take me to jail. He was like, you got some cash? I was like, you stopped me at an ATM. I, I mean, what the bond three hundred? I can buy it out. Nigga took me to the ATM in cuffs. This was a state trooper. No, no, this was a this is a Canton City officer. Really? Nigga took me to the ATM in cuffs. He was like, look, don't do nothing stupid. He uncuffed me so I get the money out the ATM, cuffed me back up, took me to the station. You know, we do the business. I bond out right there. I'm like, so can I get a ride? And police hate black people. Can I get a ride back to work? You see, these are the stories that people don't do that. This is the other side of the story. This doesn't mean that unfortunate incidents that happen. That we can all, you I know, love the dough. We can drown more than you know. That's what <laughs> yeah. that was about. Now, we need, we got this commerce, nigga. We right. need you to. It, now, if you didn't got no money, I'm taking your dumb ass to jail. Like I, I don't know if y'all. No, y'all but I'm, but I'm saying just the 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 narrative yeah. that's often promoted is that there isn't even a willingness. Yeah, I got you. But that's all I'm saying. And I had to be like, uh, from niggas, me, dang, even maybe you. Who have had, unfortunately, probably far too many run-ins with the law than we should have. Mm-hmm. I have enough experiences, right? I have enough of a sample size of my own to be able to fairly assess, do I really feel like the police are, as a whole, racist? I'm not getting into the you know the inner workings of the structural origination yeah, and yeah, yeah. are some of the practices. Sure, they're fucked up. But I'm just saying... That's why it's always really hard for me to just blanket that shit because I, I often find it really we've really been in so many interesting positions. I see a lot of people who had this blanket, you know, police is fucked up, police, and I be looking at them kind of people, and I always look and be like, you look like you never been arrested though. Like the it's funny, like the people who've been arrested during protests and shit like that, you could tell. Like and they they they're make, like you know it'd be shit like, like they me? got they got to sit in jail for like two nights and they be like this is persecute and I'll be like. Bitch, I was on the Wayne County Rock for under over this almost is, a year. This is tyranny. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll just be like, nigga, two nights? I could do two nights standing on my head. Nigga, one would argue I might need to do two nights sometimes just to fucking flush some shit out my goddamn system. 72 hour cooldown. That's all I'm saying. So it's like. Give me a roll of paper towel, put me, make sure I'm in the cell with, with no niggas that's on no fuck shit, and I'll be straight. And I'm saying, like, anywhere else that you go, if you interview everybody in your building at your job, you're going to find two psychos in there. If you interview everybody at the McDonald's. You interview everybody in this room, there's going to be a psycho. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. So it's it's no different than the fucking police. Yes, it's some fucked up police. We got some fucked up agendas. And yes, people should, you know, there are situations where other police could have done other things. Right? All I'm saying is that there are other narratives Thanks. that have just as much impacted people's life. I can think of four different encounters where I could have been out of here. I could have been done had it not been not just for a police officer not being not mean, but for a police officer giving a fuck enough or having a heart enough to be like, 
I'm going to give you a chance. Oh, yeah. I squared up with a police officer one time on the This was before, like, killing niggas was popular. You know, killing I, niggas have been popular for, for a long, long time. time. Not, not, like, what not, is this? Not, it's hot now. But, like, this is back, back before it was, like... This is back before, like it was a thing, like that, okay. like it happened a lot. You couldn't more go viral. Often. No, I, this no, is this, before it was viral because yeah, it's been happening. Yeah, like, yeah it, I definitely squared up with the nigga. And he and I'm gonna tell you something. When you get hit, when you get hit with that taser, you're gonna do one or two things. <laughs> you're either gonna fold or you're gonna piss on yourself. I did both. Yeah, that, that taser ain't nothing. To, that taser ain't nothing to play with. Nope, it's nothing to play with. Take a grown man down. I ain't never been tased. I've been electrocuted a few times. No, that taser, that taser, taser different, different monster. It's a different monster. I've well, been tased twice. Ten thousand volts is ten thousand volts. It is, but I'm, I'm gonna tell you how much is in that taser. Depend on what they turn it up to. Yeah, yeah. but on stand, but man, that shit is like did tough mutter. You know what I'm saying? At the end, okay. they got them electric wires, and you run through. Oh, that shit drop you. But that's that's <laughs> that's, that's different. Like you you can kind of you can kind of calculate that shit. Yeah, a okay. taser on the side of the road is <laughs> just me, just me, this man, and that taser. Cause man, listen, you that, lose a lot of fights. Listen, no, I, don't, <laughs> I, I take I take them all. You know, I'm 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 not Floyd. You know what I'm saying? I got I got a couple losses on my resume, but that's it's more win, it's more wins than losses. That's right. You a it's, real nigga. You a real nigga for talking about the losses because niggas don't talk about them. First of all, it's a lot of niggas. I'm not going to shout y'all out by name. Some of y'all are my Facebook friends. Some of y'all I see in the street. But it's a lot of niggas I done put in receiving with these two motherfucking hands. You can run up on me if you think you want to and watch me beat the fuck out of you. And then there's that. So that's that's <laughs> like I'm I I'm like this. The title is up. Yeah. Like you know, the, we can we can battle for the for the belt yeah. anytime you want to. But it's more wins than losses on this resume. That's real. Run up if you want to, uh, and now like I don't really fight with niggas no more because I like you am a gun and a, and a gun carrier. Yeah. So you can fuck around if you Ooh. want to. You swing on me, I'm gonna start shooting like I can't see. Yeah, yeah. Jay is a great gun carrier. Jay is a great gun carrier. All yep. design. Yep. You want to talk about me, y'all? No, I don't. <laughs> First of all, I don't, I don't give a fuck if I got a license, register. If I ain't got no ID, I'm on tripping. Me. Michigan or Upper Carry State, I'm tripping. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah that sure. bitch on me. I'm gonna push it. That bitch on me. All this all man is loaded. <laughs> And I, mean, I, I forget what safety. One in the chamber. One in the chamber. Run up if you want to. We'll get to. I'm gonna refund your bitch ass back to Jesus. I was talking to somebody. I don't know how this shit came up, but um, she was like, "Yo, why you got a gun to such and such and such?" I was like, nigga, you ain't never a day in your life seen me without a gun. Like every time you have ever seen me, <laughs> like I've always, it was always there. Like it is, yeah. it's not. You're weird. not supposed to know I got it on me. <laughs> uh, anyway, though, listen, man. Uh, this week, dog, I don't know if y'all heard today, uh, but allegedly, um, I want to get your uh, thoughts on this, Rick, because when you had a conversation um, earlier in the week about this a little bit. Uh, Lil Wayne allegedly sold his publishing, I mean, his masters for $100 million today. Lil Wayne did? I know Paul McCartney, if I'm not, no, it was a Paul McCarthy or it was one of them white motherfuckers. Like, he's he's in the, like, it was like yeah. John, it's not John Lennon. I know John Lennon is dead, but he's somewhere in that shit. It's not Paul McCartney, but Jagger? it's one. No, it's it's another one of the, he just sold his whole publishing for $300 million. Yeah. I was going to say, I know I heard that. Yeah, there was a it was a room on Clubhouse. They had a whole it was a whole dissertation. They was talking about it, and uh, apparently he still get like his mechanical royalties, and he get like he still get like some some payback. But he sold it for a hundred mil, and I'm thinking like, yo, uh, it's hard to say is that a good deal or not because that's not that's not that's not me. But like a hundred million, it's a lot of fucking money, dog. 
Do you yeah. think Wayne has made any money off his publishing up to this point, though? I'm he, sure he ain't made a hundred million off of it. I'm pretty sure he doesn't. I'm pretty sure he's made a lot of money. Yeah, he's probably made a hundred million dollars off publishing. Made a hundred million? Just yeah. Off now whether just he got off it publishing? off publishing, I don't know. He sold his masters. So his masters and his publishing is two different things. Facts. Um, so he still gets you know different payouts and shit like Bob that. Bob Dylan, that's who it was. Bob, Bob Dylan. Dylan. Oh, he did. Sold his, I mean, sold Bob it. Dylan, how much? He done made he a sold shit song, ton of bread he sold already. His, uh, his songwriting catalog in a nine-figure deal for $300 million. He sold his soul to the devil. Part him. Yeah. I don't know if you ever heard that conversation. Yeah, yeah I mean, I told was, you it was one of them one of them white motherfuckers. Yeah, they he be was doing like, that kind of weird it, shit. It was like, who'd I you mean, make this deal with? He was like, you know... The <laughs> he was like, no, who? He was like, you know, the 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 leader in, in this world and in the ones you can't see. I'm like, what? Like, what, re- like I don't yeah. think 300 million is a bad deal though. A hundred million, nigga. I would I would sell that shit for considerably less. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the, the, the question that I started to come in, well, was thinking is like, all right, well, listen, a hundred million dollars right now. Like in the hand is some shit. You know what I'm saying? You that's know, NBA I'm, money. That's so, that's NBA contract money. So when niggas be like, "Yo, would you take the meet the the lunch with Jay Z or fifty thousand dollars?" I'm taking the fifty thousand dollars every time because I want the money in my hand and I don't. And care. I don't know what that meeting with Jay Z gonna materialize. Yeah. Give me, that's, give me and it's racks. one of those. It's one of those conversations where it's like, do you take what's right now or later? But with this specifically, when it's a hundred million dollars, that is a giant. That's a large amount of money. Generational, you can do that. Yeah. But if there is a company willing to give you one hundred million dollars for this item, it got to be worth more than a hundred million dollars. Yeah, they gonna make their money. So, <clears throat> so do you take the hundred million now? It's like selling or drugs. You, it's like selling drugs. Whatever you get the brick, you know the brick gonna cost you whatever. And after you break it down and sell it, you're gonna make more than that. Like you can't I, I can't be stuck on a wholesale price. I need to take what I can get out the shit. Give me the money. So my question is, you with five children, do you take the money uh right now and you just ball out, or do you leave it for the foreseeable future to continue to money like little actual generational money oh no I'm, I'm gonna make sure like i set some aside for my kids now out of that hundred million like 10 mil i'm gonna go stupid with i mean just, that's not just, what i'm that's not the question though i'm not saying would you give your children some of the hundred million what i'm saying is do you make the decision to, to say fuck it i'm not selling it for a hundred million and keep your all of your your masters and everything for your children because if oh. somebody will pay you $100 million for it, it got to be worth more than 100 And I think that nigga got like, what, eight kids or something? He got like a lot of fucking children. Yeah. So like. I'm taking that 100 mil, dog. I can't I can't bank on the unknown. Like maybe it is worth more, but like, nigga, when the next time you're going to have an opportunity to touch $100 million at one time? Give me the money. Yeah. I think. So I, I liken it. So, so two ways. LeBron had this conversation, something similar, where he says how Adidas approached him before he came to the NBA. And at the time, they offered him off bail. It was either Adidas or Reebok. They offered LeBron off bail, something crazy, like 10 or it might have been like even 20, 30 million dollars without doing anything. He ain't had the all they wanted was do not talk to Nike, do not talk to Adidas. Right? Now, this is LeBron 
coming into the league. We don't know what he's going to be. He has all of this information inside of him, right? He knows or has belief in his potential. He knows what his capability is or what he believes is going to be, yada, yada, yada. And he declines the deal. Yeah. Everybody knows Nike ended up coming back, giving him something crazy like $90 million. I think the question becomes what I would do, whether I take the money or whether I, I, I keep my publishing depends on what I think of myself and what am I willing to do. Because it's work involved in that keeping that publishing. It's just like if you got a gold mine, right? Like somebody, so I got a line in the music, right? Right, Mining for the diamond, niggas still got to shine, right? I can tell you that there's a gold mine right there or there's diamonds all in that mountain. Somebody still got to know how mm-hmm. to go in there, chisel it, get the diamonds out, make sure they come out correctly, right? There's still a process. And sometimes, so maybe like even in a Bob Dylan case, you don't feel like, you've, you feel like you've plateaued your career. You're never going to come out with a No Ceilings 1 ever again. You're never going to drop a Carter 2 or a Carter 1 ever again. He do 22 million streams on Spotify every month. You know what I'm saying? So if I feel like I'm never, like I feel like I've reached my plateau, right? So if I'm LeBron or I'm sense. an athlete and I'm like, nigga, I don't have another championship running me. I, I'm listening to my body. I know I can't do this shit again. I don't have another. I don't. I got some tank shit in my tank, but I can't do that. Then yeah, you take the hundred million, or you take the Bob Dylan, you take the three hundred million. But if you're LeBron, or you're coming into the game, and somebody is assessing your worth to the point where you feel like you. you got a lot of juice left, right? And you feel like, no, I could create my own mining company, or I could create, I could teach my kids how to go after and use this publishing. Because it's not like if I set the publishing on the table automatically, that's three hundred million or a hundred million dollars. Mm. It's worth that, meaning it's worth that if somebody can use it. Right, uh, uh, work this through is it. Master recordings, it. though, even so, in the mass, which is different from the like. So, when something happens, you, the pu- the publisher company is gonna get a check. Sure, you know what I'm saying. Like everybody gets their check, but the the the, the share of everyone, like who owns the master? Rec- well, who owns the original recording? They're trying to get that master shit changed because right. that master and slave shit is it's another thing. But who owns the original recording? Because the pie is always split. There's a certain percentage that goes to masters. Some pretenders to go to production. It's a certain percentage, right? So if I'm if I'm I'm not because you, but like if I'm Wayne and you feel like I know I don't have the creative energy, or I don't feel like putting in the work that it'll take to get a hundred million dollars worth out of my masters. Because again, even with the masters, if I come in here and I set the masters on the table, it's worth nothing. What it it's worth how I use it. That's where the worth comes in at, right? Who's going to use it on what soundtrack? Who's going to use it as a score to this? Who's going to use it on this commercial? Who's going to use it as a new artist next year or in years to come and make it their hit sing? Like, who's going to do those things? Bob Dylan's catalog was was worth so much because he made music at pivotal times in American history. So that means anytime somebody does a documentary, they do a movie, or they reference these critical pivotal times in American history, Bob Dylan's music is going to be on it. Because you can't tell the time, you can't tell the story without Bob Dylan's music. Same is going to be said for Jay-Z or Beyonce. But I think you made a good point with Wayne, like, his best rapping is behind him. But that's not where your your money comes from, your catalog ain't coming from your new records. No, and I get that, but like like you said, if my best is behind me, I probably squoze what I felt I could already get out of it on my own. You think Michael Jackson kids work? Or ever got to work a day in their life? No, no. But, but yeah, Lil Wayne's not Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. We compare. Lil Wayne's not Michael Jackson. He's not even close. 
He's not even close. We're not comparing Talent apples wise, to apples. We ain't talking about. <laughs> I ain't, I ain't, what I'm saying is they live, they live off of money that are that is generated after I'm dead and gone for the rest of your life because of music I've made and people are gonna listen to it. Look, yeah, but y'all it, fuck up this hundred million dollar bag. That's on y'all. Like right, but I'm saying like Lil Wayne's a drug addict. He's gonna fuck up the hundred million dollars. <laughs> and then when he, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you ain't never tried crack. You don't know what that did. <laughs> uh, that's a great point. Because I want to hear you say, yes, I have. <laughs> well, wise men uh, <laughs> learn from the mistakes of others. That's real. That's real. So, I th- I mean, yeah. So, I think it's the, – the, I think you could have good reason for both. Yeah, I, you for know sure. what I'm saying? I, I noticed that a lot of people who encourage and talk a lot about ownership and owning masters and owning publishing are either people who are more – more cemented and more focused and more aligned on the business side of things, more so than the artist side. And even Prince, when he started talking about owning things, it was after he had already made the greatest work of his life, right? Because being in business, in my opinion, is an art in itself, right? Nobody's a master artist and a master businessman at the same time. I'm not going to say nobody, but in the ones that we can reference are, that's why they're held so great, right? So it's almost like you almost got to pick one. You, you develop the mastery, you put out this great work, you put out this great art, and then you figure out how, from a business standpoint, how do you work that? And I think sometimes when a motherfucker is just willing to sell something, you know what I'm saying? It could just get, it could get to a point where like, I don't even feel like dealing with the loopholes and the, the the processes that it takes to squeeze out the more money I could get. Sometimes I just want the lump sum so I can be free, released from it, and I'm going to go do something else. Nigga, I want to go build a spaceship. I want to go build thinking, a rocket ship. I'll be thinking like, so in, in my position, when I, when I don't got millions of dollars in the bank, that's a different position for me because like, y'all need this money to do stuff. Absolutely. Like when you already allegedly like rich and already got the funds where you're not going to be hurt. Cause like if I'm a millionaire, a hundred million dollars is a lot, but I'm, I'm probably not wanting for anything right now currently. You know what I'm saying? So now it's like, I don't know. I don't know. There, there isn't a right or wrong answer. Cause it's that nigga decision. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's like, well, shit, I don't know. Like, well, damn, you looked at my streams, my value and everything like that. And, and you clearly think this is a good deal giving me $100 million for it. Now I'm be thinking like, well, fuck. But that's the thing, though. So, th- And I think this is, this is where the world of business and art gets really interesting. I didn't give you my sauce, though. You don't know what I plan on doing with this catalog. That's my business. That's my sauce. Yeah, that's, there's a safe assumption to say if I'm willing to give you $100 million, obviously – I ain't doing it because it's just fun. I plan on making two hundred million Fact. or uh, extra some more money off of this, right? But I'm not gonna share with you or, what I plan on doing. Is, is this my catalog up to a certain point? Like this is take, all this shit. It's all this, this shit. Even cat- future it, shit. Well, I don't know about future. I, can, I, don't know. I mean, because 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 to your point, like if it's not on future, I can still go. He can still point, feasibly go back in the lab. Well, y'all do some just other got shit. finished saying that nigga ain't about to make no no. I'm not, I don't. One. I don't think. I think his best rapping is behind him. But could he still put out uh, albums? I mean, absolutely. Yeah, that could be lucrative. Yeah, he has a fan base. I mean, shit. Out of Corona, I mean, Wayne is the type of artist he can make a living for forever. He's gonna be one of those rap artists, one of the first that we see who's able to do rap songs, and he's gonna be an elder because it's just he's a part of that. That that age group. I don't know. 
Cause I don't niggas don't fuck with Wayne now. Shit. Shit. I mean, Wayne, we Wayne do because we grandfathered but, in, but, but Wayne niggas is not us, fucking with Wayne. Wayne ain't gave us not, nothing to fuck with recently. But when it, but when he get, didn't drop like three projects in the last three, three years. good projects, yeah. But that's that's like. But what I'm saying is that that Shit, has one two weeks ago that didn't nobody care about. Yeah, but that <laughs> has nothing to do with the Wayne that can still tour. Right, you're not gonna go. I, I get what you're saying. If Wayne, if Corona's over today. And Wayne is doing a concert at Four Field. You're not going so you can hear what happened on his last project. Thanks. But the shit you are going to go want to hear. I want to hear a milli. You're going to go want to hear that every time it's in concert. The same concept that so, applies to. Um, We're on the same page here. That's a finite amount of people, though. Because my nephew is not trying to hear Lil Wayne. Yeah, but, he, but, but what I'm saying is that my nephew. I mean, okay. who? I mean, I don't know. My nep- don't nobody want to hear Stevie Wonder. I ain't going to see Stevie Wonder. I'm, definitely I'm not going to see, see the dramatics. He can see us too. But bro. there are <laughs> for sure. Steve, Steve, Steve for is not blind. Steve's not, not blind, blind at all. That motherfucker. He just can't see. see. That's probably. my life's work. Stevie is not blind. I'm gonna meet him one day and I'm gonna give him three seconds. Either you tell me the truth right now, I'm gonna fire on you. And I'm just gonna flinch, flinch at him. If you off, flinch, off rip, this boom. Yeah, yeah. And nigga can see. And shout out to the other podcast who stole that shit from us and tried to run with it. That's what we can say on y'all. Yeah, we beat them niggas up one day. That's real. No, I'm just saying that that I think niggas like artists, artists like Lil Wayne. It's just hard to imagine because we haven't seen it yet, right? But we've seen in every other genre of music, whether it be rock and roll, classic rock, R and B, right? Any other genre of music, jazz. The legends, whether they're legends at the moment or they have been considered legends at one point or another, the legends can still draw out their crowd Fact. with just their old shit. And I'm saying that alone. That's is enough some money to gonna be there, but we're talking about this life changer money. Right. But what I'm saying is that so if I'm looking at it and I'm saying I take the hundred million and I'm cool, again, I don't know what a person is. It's a lot of money, dog. It's a whole lot of money. And, I th- and it's a lot of money to go ahead and take if you don't have the energy to do the work, to squeeze more of the water out of the rock, so to speak, to get what you could get for your publisher. So for you, do you allow your children to do that? Because them niggas going to be alive longer than I'm going to be alive. So for and me, maybe per- they, you know. So, for me, so I think that has to do with two things. One, being honest with how you've raised them. <laughs> and two, assessing where they really are. Yeah. Right? If I have, if I have, Raise my children. You know in, your kids. Exactly. You know your kids. If you've raised your children in your business, I don't care if it's music or not. If you don't raise your kids in the business, you've shown them shit and they've actually taken a grasp and you know they've been around it. Just by, you know, happenstance, they shit, they know so much shit just because they've been around you and they've expressed interest, then that's a different conversation. Then no, I don't want to give away my publishing because I trust. Right, that my child and my children will bring their sauce, their energy, their creativity, along with my guidance and my information, blend that shit together, and they could turn my publishing and my mastering, they can turn that shit up and turn it into something else. But if you know your kids ain't doing shit but throwing parties, a, they living off fuck about your living legacy. off your names, fucking Harlem shaking in the middle of the party with that's you, cool too. dancing with you, that's cool. But ain't no need I want me. them niggas to ain't, work. Ain't no need ain't no need me. Holding on to this, cause she ain't about to, or he ain't about to do shit with this. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He ain't about to do shit with this. It was interesting though, um, because I mean, I don't know, I don't necessarily know that when Lil Wayne started rapping, he was like, "Yeah, I'm about to open a business." But like most people, idea, unless it's some for for, for all for humanity type shit, is to sell their business one day and or just make some money. 
And a hundred million dollars is some. Somebody offer us a hundred mil for shop talk, Jay. What, what, what you gonna do? I mean, I got like four other podcasts. <laughs> like, I, I talk shit all the time. Like, go ahead, you Big can have this bitch, <laughs> and we be like, and we be talk shop next about week. Say, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, we'll do that shit any any day because you don't got the sauce. But any but any nigga that come and get you, but any nigga that give you a hundred million dollars is gonna make it so that you can't do that. Hey Amen. Um, I'm only signing to I like so if a nigga act offer me a hundred million to buy my shit right all right, uh, let me license it to you for half. Right. Cause like, why not? Whatever you gonna do, let me let me license to you for half. Give me the Because 50. okay, so I'm gonna give you an example of what what I what I think of when I think of this. We know the story of Netflix and Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Right? Blockbuster is the giant. It's the big dog, nigga. Nobody. We we are it when it comes to movie, video, rental, blah blah blah, and to the point where a blockbuster deal, right? Like they get coin, the phrase, and all that kind of shit. And Netflix comes to you as a little nigga, but with sauce. They got a sauce, right? That you can't see, and they come to you and they like, hey, let me fuck fuck with me, and this how we gonna do it. And I mean, and you like, fuck that. Okay. Okay. It's something about these. Now it's 190 something billion. Of course, if I could have fucking shaked in the crystal globe, this little snow globe, and of course, if I would have showed you, hey, there's a fact that this shit's going to be such and such billion dollars, of course, Blockbuster would have did the deal. But you don't get to know those kind of things. That's like Blackberry and. Um uh, Palm, when iPhone came around, the niggas was like, we ain't worried about that shit. Like, y'all <laughs> niggas' phone ain't even got copy. When that first iPhone, that bitch ain't even have copy and paste. For sure. It ain't have multimedia. It ain't had, they was like, we've been doing this phone shit for a long time. And that BBM, remember, that was the shit? Yep. Could, and, they, and they wouldn't license that shit out. No. It was like, we only gonna carry this BBM on this shit. It was like that, fuck that, it, we about to we about to make our own. Now we got this iMessage shit, and, and then, I don't now you up here, nigga. Yo, my yo, come in is don't uh, don't text me. Uh. I was the big, I was the big like how I be with the iPhone and shit. That's how I was with uh, the, the the trios and, okay. and the palm. Dog, you know I remember the day I broke my broke my last BlackBerry. I literally cried with that bitch in my hands because <laughs> I knew it was over. I knew it was yeah. over. I went to T Mobile. Was like ah, we don't really fuck with these no more. But it's but, like yo, when that new shit come through. It's always a little nigga like, yo, I think y'all should do business with us because this is going to... And they like, no, nah, fuck you, nigga. Get out of here. And this is the other part about that. There are a lot of little niggas who come knocking at the door and the shit don't work. Yeah. For every... I mean, let's not make it like every little nigga that knock at the door was a Netflix waiting to happen. Yeah. Right. Right? It's a whole lot of little niggas that knocked on the door and they stay little niggas. It was a whole bunch of Netflix before Netflix. Probably. Exactly. Yeah. But the thing about it is, you know, that's why... To me, so that's the type of line of thinking that I'm on when you start talking about selling masters and publishing is that you have to be honest with yourself. Do you have a sauce? Do you have the sauce? Do you have a business team? Do you got a team of niggas around you? Right. If I'm LeBron, I don't ever sell shit because I got a team and a nucleus who constantly works to make it clear we don't ever need to. We will figure it out and how to maximize and, and and profit off of everything that we create. But if Lil Wayne is sitting around and everybody around him got lean cups, yeah, and they talking about how your dreads look, right? You can see you can see why a nigga like dusty. shit. They look terrible. <laughs> what is going on? But 
I can see it's why the drugs. I, it's the motherfucking drugs. I can see why the hundred million. Because you're not even. Because what I'm saying is that nigga, you're not even thinking in that stratosphere. I'm probably taking a hundred million though. Because some people, quite frankly, don't give a fuck about business like that. And that's the difference between caring about business and caring about money. And caring about like a nigga probably may get in the way. Like, man, you gonna pass a hundred million dollars just so you can say you own some shit? Because you want to have a comp. Well, nigga, I own all my masters, all my publishing. How much is your publishing and masters worth? And it depends. Well, on- say if the music ain't if the music ain't worth shit, it don't mean. I nothing. mean, you own a, you own a hundred percent of nothing. Right, absolutely. And it, and again, a lot of times you have to, you know, sometimes maybe a nigga ain't really. He might not say it like this, but a lot of times some people are whose careers are benefactors for from timing and association. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's not make it like Lil Rain crafted his whole career himself, right? He didn't lay down every foundational move. He's not a Jay-Z, right? And not that he's trying to be, because Wayne has given us some incredible definitely trying art. To be. <laughs> I'm saying in a sense of, you know what I'm saying? But I'm saying like the nigga done gave us some sensational, incredible, once in a lifetime art, some music that probably will never be reproduced or another, there'll never be another life. an incredible him. run. He right? had an incredible run. And sometimes we got to just accept like, nigga. I got a hot take on Wayne. That's oh, yeah. who, that's what he wanted to be because Eric, because a lot of his success has been garnered from just situations. Uh, this is a hot take. Go ahead and spew that hate. Uh, <laughs> Little Wayne. He about to say something so crazy. I know it is. the I can highest tell version of mid there is. A great artist, legendary, all that shit. The nigga ain't never rapped about nothing. None, none of them songs is about nothing, dog. Hey, man, midweed still gets you high. Niggas, niggas shit on Reggie all they want it ain't, to. It ain't average. It's way above average. But, like, none of that shit never meant anything. You ain't got to be OG Kush to get high. Like, nigga, I, I'm just going to tell you. He can rap. As a rapper. He can rap. Nigga, who can rap? Lil Wayne can rap. He can rap. Like, like Lil Wayne can rap like... You can't teach a nigga what Lil Wayne can do. Thanks. That's that 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 is a like Lil Wayne has a God given unnatural. Some niggas can just much, go. They can just go. What Lil Wayne can do and what he's done, I don't. I know. It's a lot of niggas who can rap. He's really, really now. Really, that's but that's that's different. That's like that's Jedi level rapping. You know what I'm saying? Lil like, Wayne. Lil Wayne is a professional. That- rapper yeah but the reason this comes up is once you get along the other niggas who are in that god level tier right we put you in a bunch of rooms with a bunch of gods of and rapping now that we have we have we have the old y'all niggas are part of the goats then i start comparing him to the other goats some of the niggas got better I, content i think he's good Wayne. but like, like i don't i never really got nigga, any content from Wayne. if you put that nigga in a room with black thought black thought gonna wrap circles around the nigga now is wayne still amazing i don't Absolutely. know that black thought will rap i'm not talking about just the rapping because they can both rap and put saying, words together but like as far as the content that's the music gonna be like yo i throw this shit on and like he don't for me even though some of the fucking albums is amazing, I I mean I like I'm a, a fan of Wayne, but he ain't never really had the content. No, he, yeah, he's never been a con- but the, so t- to his defense, he's never claimed to be. Tried to act like he's never been a content driven rapper. Mm-hmm. And and again, just coming from a rapper standpoint, it's sometimes a lot harder to be a specialist than it is to be an all around shooter. Right or all around good player, right? It's just sometimes you have to play into what your gift allows you to do, right? James Harden, I heard Gilbert Arenas say this uh, 
it was either today or yesterday, and he was saying that on James podcast. J- J- James Harden is an amazing once in a lifetime score and talent, right? He's not necessarily the greatest system player. That's just not his game. But to his credit, he ain't never claimed to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, that ain't never been what he do. And what I always appreciate about niggas being an artist is that do what you do. Do what you do well. Because here's the thing. If Wayne would have ever tried to be a content-driven rapper, who knows if we would have gotten the shit from Wayne that we've gotten. I don't know if you get... A million. I don't know if you get some of the great records we get from Wayne if he's walking in the booth feeling like, let me be content driven. And mm-hmm. I think that vice versa. There are some niggas who are really, really great when they're content driven. They're some of the best. But if I just told them niggas, hey, just rap, they struggle. Yeah. And we have to that's just learn the, to appreciate the ghosts you know, do it all. Yeah. But and that's, then, that's like Jay Z, like, which is one of the, go back to one of the reasons why I always say, these are the conversations that where it makes me appreciate a Jay-Z. Because he said this shit in, in, you know, like, Jay-Z ain't the greatest. Like, I can't think of nothing, not one thing that he does rap-wise that I'm like, can't nobody else do that better. If you said telling stories, he tells stories good, but I could think of some niggas who tell stories better. Mm-hmm. If you said nigga who talked that drug shit, he talked that drug shit crazy, but I could think of some niggas who talk. But nobody can do everything at as high of a level as Jay-Z can. He's like a fucking overall rating. He has nothing that's 100%, but like everything is at like 90. Not that I'm I'm, I'm comparing myself to Jay-Z because I'm (laughs) I'm not. like you are. But uh, a lot of times that we, I I, I joke and say, um, I'm slightly above average in everything. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like wherever, like I could be slightly above average in anything that I I, I feel that I can do. I'm not, I'm not about to be the best insert something here. It's some shit I'm I'm better than you at, by the way. Like not y'all. Like I'm better than y'all at a lot of shit. But anything, I can be at the very least yeah. slightly above average. Yeah. That's just a fact. All right, man. But speaking of niggas who do what they do, uh, we got our nigga D Rick in here to talk about what he's do, what he yeah. does. Yeah. And yeah. what is it that you do well, my brother? Uh, amongst other things, like you, I, am, uh, I think I do a lot of shit really well. But um, I think the thing that I'm I'm, I'm on lately is uh, is rapping, making this music. Um, hey man, yeah. I'm I'm really proud of the project. Thank I, you, man. I love I appreciate it. that. You I know really when I appreciate that. I went to the listening session and I was like, God damn! I not that I okay. Keep it a bean. Keep it a bean. Okay, let's do it. Because this is sound like I'm gonna get some honesty right here. Okay. Not that you thought I was weak. Or not that you thought I couldn't rap, but you don't know what you don't know. Right, right. And I heard your music before. I heard your music prior. Just keep it a bean. You was a little surprised. You was I, like, okay, I, I, I thought it was gonna be some shit. I wasn't. Ex- shit. I wasn't expecting what I heard, and that's that's, that's just being completely shit. honest. That's real like, shit right there. I didn't think it was gonna be like whack because like I've heard your music. We got a rapport, so like maybe I give it an unfair advantage because like oh that's one of my people. So I right. mean above above all, I'm gonna give them. The benefit of the doubt, because right, that's right. my nigga. I didn't heard the music before, but when I heard the project, so when I went to the listening session, I hadn't downloaded the project yet. Jay, Jay just blessed me with Apple Music because I'm a cheap nigga and I didn't want to, <laughs> you know, I didn't want to commit to ten dollars a month. You yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. <laughs> but, hey, don't worry, me and Jay about to fix that. <laughs> me and Jay it, about to fix that. But anyway, I went after I listened to the listening session. When I heard in the field, I was like, oh. 
Cause in the field is that's that's you know, my it's shit. So crazy that's about my that shit, record, bro. It's so it's, it's a lot crazy about that record. But go ahead. So when I heard in the field, I was like, oh, Rick Rick got something on his hands, and I went and downloaded the whole project. Yeah, I was I was thoroughly impressed, and not just due to the fact that it's not just the level of rapping, but it's more than because like I think especially projects that we hear a lot of times locally, something is missing. Is either the production value is not. It's not mixed properly. You know, the, the lyrics may be there, but like it don't go with the, you know, the, the beat, the, the, sure. the flow of shit is leaving something to be lacked. But the project was cohesive from top to bottom, from lyrics, production, the mixing, the mastering. It's ready. You know what I'm saying? That, it's, it's, it's a Thank complete you. meal. So I was I was I was thoroughly surprised, but I love it. Like I still I fuck with it. My Heavy. Name. That's what's up. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, I fuck with the joint. Right. Um, I didn't know what to expect. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. had I had I had no expectations, and that's probably the best place to be when you don't have an expectation of what you hear. Because you know, sure. you know, you was I, the first person to put me on. Because like, I guess you sent Jason tracks first, which is some we'll talk about off here. <laughs> but you sent Jason music first, and he was no, like, he, he told me to pull up and listen. Yeah, that's and, what happened. I, yeah, and then Jay hit me up. Me and Jay was just talking like we normally do during the week. He was like, man, I listen to Rick's project. He's like, I think he really got something on his hands. I was like, well, shit, I want to, you know, I want to hear it. Then he got more hands on in it. So I was able to to hear a little bit more. I, I, I hear you got something, some underneath the table right now that ain't, that ain't came yeah, out yet. Yeah, yeah, dog. We got some. That's, that's supposed to be big. Yeah, we got some shit. We got, we got some shit coming, man. Shout out to the entire team. So the approach to this project um when i did here and now was really like like if you know me or you've been close to me or around me like it's not like it's never like i stopped making music you know what i'm saying like i always did it like how a nigga who hoop i won't stop hooping he just may stop doing it like on the level where he's trying to be serious and professional with it right i never stopped making music it wasn't nothing to hear me or hear from me or talk to me and be like and i'd be like nigga i was in the studio or whatever the case may be but what ended up happening when the pandemic came is that I was uh, in a studio with um, my man Fred, Fred Fun. Shout out to uh, Die Rich Urbanware. And me and Fred go way back to Cass. And uh, it's just always been a solid nigga and a cool nigga. And I'm in the studio and Fred is playing it's this. my brother, man. Yeah. yeah. Good, Fred, good people. Great dude. Great dude. And so. Uh, funny motherfucker. Listen, <laughs> however funny you think Fred is. That nigga, Fred missed his calling. That like seriously, that nigga could have been like a comedian, like, like a, a, the, a famous the cool niggas I be with. Like we used to be up at Michigan State in these classic fucking roast sessions. Fred, Fred, listen, a different animal, different, and he been like that. He a different animal. He a different nigga. Um, so we in a studio and Fred is playing me this music. Um, he just recorded something and uh, he was like, "What you think?" And I listened to it and I think he could kind of tell on my face that. Like, I wasn't, like, blown away by the song. I just was kind of like, oh, yeah, that's dope, man. And then, you know, if you know Fred, he was he looked at me. He was like, you like it, nigga? And I was like, yeah, straight. And he was like, no, you don't, nigga. And he said, no, you don't. He was like, but I don't give a fuck. He was like, nigga, because I made this because I wanted to make it. Because I always wanted to make some songs. And I came in here to do that shit. And he said he had just had his, uh, I think he had just had his son. And he was like, man, um... How I look telling my kids to chase their dreams, go after what you want to do, and I ain't never did it. How do you say that to your kids and be and expect to be taken seriously? And man, I don't know what it was. 
about that moment and that conversation, but it hit me like a ton of bricks. I mean, it really like, you know, people had those moments, they'd be like, niggas, like shit changed. Like my whole mindset changed because here I have these two children that I love to death and I'm really big on like being better and, and giving them things that I didn't get. And that's something that I'm like, I never got that. You know what I'm saying? And it's not a knock on parenting. It's just that, yeah, because that's something I would say, right? We all, if you love your kids, you're going to tell them, chase your dreams. But it's like, how seriously can they take you? And you ain't never tried to do it. You 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 so scared or so afraid of failing, and it, and it changed my perspective because I was I like- I just wanted to provide them with normalcy. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like how I look chasing my pipe dream and y'all struggling, and I could just go work at Chrysler and we'd be straight. And that's the mindset, but we we I, th- I think what he- what I took from what he said in that moment was, look how much you're not showing them by not chasing your dream. It's not even about you. It's not even about if you fail or if you succeed. What it's about is them being able to say, not be afraid of it. For them to say, now I see my daddy try to be a musician or try to be an artist or try to be a rapper or, or do whatever. And even if you can't do nothing else, you can show them, you can show them how failure is okay. You can show them like, look, I failed. I tried. It didn't work. Here's what you could probably do differently, but at least they won't be afraid to, and it won't be you just talking out of your ass. And so when I after that conversation, man, I, I remember I called up Red Karan, who is uh, my engineer, who actually did who produced in the field. Okay, and uh, I was like, "Hey, dog, I'm we about to finish a project," and I know he was like. Nigga, you say this shit all the time. Like, we be in here recording songs, and he's like, nigga, I just be taking your money, just letting you record <laughs> songs. I don't give a fuck. And I was like, bro, we about to finish a project. And so we got, we locked in. It only took me like two weeks, for real, to just really get in, lock in. And um, I spent more time with song order, arrangement, just engineering, mixing, all of those different things really gave me, I, I just had a good time doing it. And I so when you say like, Man, I really appreciate the project, and it's not just about the rapping. I that's a compliment, and I really appreciate that because it just shows me the effort that we put into the other elements of the album. It it uh, you know, it's getting appreciated. Now, um, we uh, so how did you how did you bring me in, in the part of this shit? What was that thought process? So I had worked with you. I had worked with Jay just on a couple of couple of fronts, just uh, doing all kind of shit, doing podcasting, coming up here, uh, trying to you know get some other ideas off, and just being around and just seeing the type of work that Jay done did. And it was really the conversations. It was really the conversations that we've had on and off, you know what I'm saying, podcasts. It was really the conversations that, uh, even in us disagreeing on shit, and just seeing hearing your mind state, and your approach and your perspective on a lot of shit. And what I assessed and what I saw was like, one, I know I need a team. I can't do this shit all by myself, even if I want to. Because I need people who can tell me, who can express and who can communicate to me. And I know, I think I'm a good communicator. So I really like hate talking to people who I feel like talk stupid, like dumb. Like I can't, I can't handle that. So I need people who can talk on my level. And and can explain things to me or that I can explain things to and they're not sitting there like, huh? they like, nah, nigga, I get it. So I'm like, damn, I know I need some help. And I was really looking around like, who the fuck do I, who can I, like, who do I like enough that I, I can stand to like talk to them? And I was like, me and Jay always be having good conversations. And 
The other part was finding, looking around and seeing, are there people or is there someone around who wants to do the other part of this shit just as much as you want to do the music? You know what I'm saying? Because I know a lot of people who rap. I got a lot of friends who do, who are in this field, who are in this industry. And as much as they my friends and as much as I fuck with them, they trying to do this shit too. So it's like, it's hard to, you know, sit down with another nigga who trying to do the same thing. And, you know, constantly nitpick and see, you know, niggas say that shit like, oh, yeah, let's all work together. But it's it's this is a competitive thing. No, I think about it. It's really funny. Uh, I had just left Fred Wedding when you hit me up about this shit. <laughs> Damn. That's wild how that that circle uh, work. I was literally <laughs> left Fred Wedding when you hit me up about this shit. Um, you had a different idea of how you wanted to, um, to roll the shit out. Yeah. Because you didn't want to be. Explain that. So... At the time when I was looking at like what music was out that what music that was out that that I liked or just in general music that was coming out, one of the things that I saw was everybody was so fixated on this one approach, right? Like just doing it all like this one way. Like everybody, everything is shove that shit down social media, right? As hard and as much as you can, drop you know just pour that shit on and hope that it catch. Right, like, cause everybody's trying to chase these this 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 notoriety. Everybody's trying to chase this popularity. Everybody wants these views, this looks, this, these followers. And I didn't really see, and I and I know why. You know, what I'm saying a lot of you know people are putting their blood, sweat, and tears, they hard earned money into this shit, and they're trying to get some return. They're trying to get some traction, and the industry is saying this is how you get the traction. This is what you got to do. Right, a label won't even talk to you if you haven't been buzzing in your city or in your area, right? And so everybody's trying to fit through this one little hole, and it just makes a, it made a lot of shit that I seen. Um, it didn't. I didn't see a lot of good experience with the music. Like I didn't see people being like, you know, like damn, I I really just enjoy being a fan of that shit without it being a lot of extra shit. And so I was like, man, I wanted to do a project where. Thankful, you know, glory be to God, I wasn't, you know, no starving artist. I didn't feel like if I don't make music, I ain't going to make money. So I was like, man, I really wanted to do a project where I remember going to listening sessions and people would call me and come to listening sessions all the time. And they always turn in the look and they're always parties, basically. They're just listening parties in a studio. And it always trips me out. I'll be like, I come to the session and nobody's listening to the music. It's a room full of people, great people, people who connected, plugged in, whatever the case may be. Everybody on the phone, everybody talking, right? The songs are playing, people talking over the music, everybody networking in the room. Nobody's doing anything wrong, but there really isn't an encounter with the music. It's yeah. not genuine. You know what I'm saying? People just there so they can say, I'm, I'm here. So I can say, I'm in the know. I, I, I supported you. I came, right? My social status rose up you know in a private event. And it's like you ain't getting shit from it. You can't. How do you even gauge out of that who fucking with what? How do you know people like that song, unless they say it on Instagram or they say, you know what I'm saying? I just wanted a gene. So I wanted the opportunity to really earn people's fandom. I just felt like a lot of people were fans of music or were not fans of music. They was just following shit. Yeah. And I couldn't remember the last time that I had become a fan of somebody. Right. Like I just so I just wanted to connect to people who wanted that experience and I wanted to give them that. Um, and so I just I, I tried not to go to the, the conventional route with a lot of the shit with the project. 
So we went to, I don't know, we did what, four listening sessions? Yeah. Um, but you even went a special a different route um, as far as the advice to the listening session. So we came up to the studio and we recorded uh, three different videos that went out um, for listening sessions. But yeah. those didn't get posted to social media. They went out to three different groups of people. One was, yo, no, we don't really know each other. We follow on social. We got sort of the same yeah. likes. Hey, I'm releasing the project. Want you to hear it. Boom. One was to complete strangers. And then one was to his niggas and shit. You know what I'm saying? So everybody got a different invite from him uh, via video with some music in the background. One of the songs and shit, which was, which was really, really dope because you can't say the same message to every single body. Right. When you're trying to connect on a personal level and trying to reach out. Absolutely. Um, on a different level. So I thought that was dope. Um, and we rolled out four different uh, listening sessions, man. We got some um, some really good footage. Uh, yeah. Now I think we, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What are you gonna say? Now, when you're doing a listening session, and you was able to essentially break down every song, and it was like a full, uh, a, a legitimate listening session. Yeah. How did that? How did that? How did that experience work for you? It was so therapeutic. It was dope. And and part of so it's twofold, right? So a good friend of mine. Um, Mia Ray taught me has has taught me that just give people the experience that you wish you had. Like if you were a person who liked music and someone wanted you to become a fan of their music, what would you appreciate? Right? What would you like? What would make you be like, damn, that's kind of cool. So I tapped into that. Right? Like I love telling stories. I've had some crazy stories and shit just happened in my life, whether it be my fault or not. Um, and so I tapped into that. I stopped running from who I was, right? I'm a communicator. I like to talk. I like to kick it if I love you and I fuck with you and I think you cool. I'm going to tell you all kind of stories and wild shit that happened. I like to give give people insight because I like hearing that from people. I like when artists talk about the the, the frame of mind they were in when they made a song. I don't just like hearing music. I want to hear about the person. The backstory. Yeah. That's just me. I understand everybody doesn't care about that and like that. And that's cool. I just wanted to earn people's fandom. I didn't want to go in people's DMs and just be like, hey, tag this. Hey, post this for me. Hey, listen to this. Right? I just felt like that was corny. Like if the niggas came to me with that, I, I hate that. I really do. I really hate that. And it'd be people that I love and that I know. But I'd be like... Man, I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? Like, give I think me an experience. A, when it's organic, it's, it, it connects different. And that's just what I wanted. I valued more of having connections with people. I don't care if it was only five people. I valued having a genuine connection with five people than, a, than 500 people reposting, re-editing, or re you know what I'm saying? Just sharing my shit on social media. That, that I don't see that as the same kind of value. What I wanted, the experience that I wanted, and I wanted to give people was like, man, I ain't know some bougie shit. I don't really give a fuck about being popular. I really, I want to be the kind of artist that can walk into a room and people don't trip out. People say, what up? Appreciate the project. I, that, that song. And that's all, you know what I'm saying? Like that. So I recognize if that's what you want, that's how you have to conduct yourself. Right? It got to be like that out the gate. People should be able to say, you don't do a lot of the extra over the top shit. You do organic direct shit. You know what I'm saying? So when I invite you to the listening session, I was very clear, even when I invited people, like, this is not a party. So basically, don't come if you come in for that shit. This ain't what this is. And I ain't knocking that. That's just not what this is. 
Right. I'm inviting people to really come listen and hear what I got to say. And the truth was a lot of those songs and a lot of the, you know, assembling of the project, there were backstories with it. Every song, for the most part, it was a weird way or some kind of quirky shit that happened that made it come about. And, um, but like, if I wouldn't have had a team or if like there was no Jake Johnson or people around me, if I would have been left to myself to just decide if I should do that, I probably wouldn't have did it. And that was where I recognized like, nigga, you need a team. You need strong individuals who have their own opinion, who are creative in their own ways and who will, they'll challenge you. Right. And they'll, they'll understand what you're trying to get across and they'll work with you on that. And that wasn't easy because there were a lot of people who thought I should have worked with them. Some of my own friends who was like, nigga, why you ain't call me about the project? And I really was just like, because where you at, you really couldn't help me the way I wanted to, to roll this shit out. You know what I'm saying? Because you're focused on being an artist, too. Yeah, and it's my own vision. That's it. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's, And it's hard to get it's hard to get niggas to see your vision and your direction because your passion your passion ain't in my vision. You you don't you don't see it from these set of eyes. For sure. And I always talk, I mean I know it's probably some wild shit that I say, but like niggas thought no, niggas thought Moses was crazy when he was out there building that motherfucking ark and it ain't rain, ain't shit going on. But like once it started nigga raining. Ain't, nigga ain't never seen rain ain't never existed. Yeah. But <laughs> but once it started raining, then that nigga didn't look wild no more. You know what I'm saying? In the morning they woke up and it was just dew on the ground. This they he like, no nah, nigga, this shit gonna come out the sky. <laughs> like nigga, get the fuck out of here! <laughs> like get the fuck out of here! And I'm building this boat for when the rain come, y'all motherfuckers gonna want to jump like, on this, this nigga shit. Building a boat out. on dirt, <laughs> like nigga, you ain't even, you're not even building this shit down at the river. Like come on, yeah. man, get fuck out of here, dog. And that's the thing, though, too, man. Like I've been watching music, I've been watching the industry, I've been watching this game for a long time, and I often realize and I recognize that a lot of niggas is trapped in a character that they really they really can't live up to. I see it. Like yeah, I don't know how to really explain it to y'all niggas, but it's like WWE. It's it's an exaggerated version of I yourself. I see a lot of niggas trapped in a character. And they will they and they will hurt you if you expose that character. Man. They didn't convince themselves That's right. that this and a lot of niggas who out here doing the dirt and and be catching the bodies and getting killed themselves, like fam, you know this wasn't you, man. And that's why a lot of times I think those situations, unfortunate as they may be when they come about, it's what hurts a lot of times, or at least it should hurt a lot of people. And that's sometimes that always that that that's what frustrates me a lot of time is I mean, granted, I don't know everybody, I don't know a lot of these people. It's just my assessment of it. I just be feeling like a lot of them niggas, man. Like, nigga, that wasn't even your world. That really wasn't you. And a lot of these people, a lot, and it, it ain't, it doesn't just apply to males. I think there are women who are yes. trapped in characters. And what happens is, it's like you throw some shit out there and you dangling it because you think it may not work. You're not really sure. And what happens is sometimes shit catches quicker than you expected. And once it catch, you convince yourself, this the way I got to go. And, and it's almost like, like the shit you ever hear people talk about their careers and they be like, man, one little move happened and the shit took off. Yeah. Right. And you didn't even get a chance to reset and really say, wait, 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 wait. Really? I ain't like that. This that ain't really how I am because this is what you sold yourself as. And for me, being content with who I am, it's not, it's more to me than just, oh shit that I've done. It's more shit to me. Nah, I'm a father. 
You know what I'm saying? I have an appreciation for life that's different than it was 10 years ago. My perspectives is different. My views on relationship, women, all of that shit is different. And as an artist, you got to be able to communicate at least the type of artist that I want to be. You got to be able to communicate it all, the good, the bad, and everything in between. And so I thought it was really important to come out the gate not knowing where this project would land, who whose ears it would reach, who who might get to engage it. It was really important for me. One of the biggest compliments I've gotten from somebody who's listened to this project is, is that, man, that's you. Like I heard, like when people tell me they hear lines and they like, nigga, I remember you did that. I seen like somebody posted yesterday. I I posted. I found a picture on a Throwback Thursday, and it was a it was a bottle of Hennessy Hennessy Paradis. And me and my cousin, uh, Weez, who who is on a few records with me, in the um, field, in the field on that record, okay. he has a line in there. We said, uh, 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 Vegas Sweet Henny Paris Henny Paradis. Me and a freak. Like there's a real story to that. Like me and him was in Vegas. We was in a suite. He met somebody, like, and how we got introduced, we didn't even know what the fuck Hennessy Parody was. We didn't even know how it existed. And so when someone hears the music and they like, nigga, I remember that, or I know when you did that, it's just, to me, it's a nod to, like, okay, I'm being authentic. I'm being me in the music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's that's how I want to come out. And, I'm, and I take whatever come with that, right? It may not mean, it may mean that, you know, we don't ever have three million streams. We cool with that. Cause we going for the same. We going, we going to a whole <laughs> another route sales, anyway. <laughs> but I think a lot of artists just are not. You know, it's like if you don't get the the big carrot that they dangling at the top, it's like. But you know, if you don't get that, then it's a failure. And it, it's so much more to this shit than that. Which Man, is when the when that when the project like officially dropped. Cause you had a different way of rolling it out, right? So the project dropped. I don't know October sixteenth, maybe. Yep. Um, but we ain't tell nobody. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So after the listening session, everybody was at the listening session. Yo, the album is out now. Go listen to it. You know what I'm saying? And then every session, because you wanted to be able to introduce all the, all these songs or whatever. Yep. Um. So when it was like officially released, I mean, it was a lot of love on the socials. It was. I, I, it was more so than I was. I don't know what I expect. I didn't expect. I didn't expect it. You I know what I'm expect, saying? I didn't expect the, the shit that we got. Honestly. So how was that feeling? Like, so this is your first album that you didn't put out. Officially, like a debut album. You didn't yeah. put projects and shit out, but yeah. like this it. How was that release day, so to speak? It was crazy, man, because I really, you know, and I might have did this just to protect my ego and protect myself a little bit. I really didn't put no expectations. As a matter of fact, I think I, I lowered the expectations. I was like, a couple people going to say something. A couple people going to retweet, you know, re, repost it or whatever the case may be. But I, and I was, I had already set myself up to be like, and, and just be cool with that. And, to see what it did and how many people received it and really fucked with it, it was humbling. And but it was and it was also confirmation. I tell you how I knew it was out here. Cause like any video work I do, once I put it together, I shoot it to a few people that don't got nothing to do with video or photography or whatever. I just want like regular people idea on how shit look, how it sound, and what they think of it. So I shoot it to somebody and it was like, Oh, I see him on my timeline today. Like two different people who who not necessarily connected. When I showed him, like, yo, check this out. Oh, I see him on my timeline today. I'm like, oh, okay. This yeah. shit, this shit went, it went somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know I, what I'm saying? I, I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. It was, it was, it, it felt good. You know what I'm saying? Um, I knew I was like, okay, 
maybe this shit going further than you expected because to keep it a being, people who I knew, like, you know, it's just people who I know, like, they, you know, I know how they feel about me, basically, right? Like, I, people I know who don't care for me, right, for whatever situation. When I start seeing those people was looking in, I was like, oh, because there's no other reason, right? So I'm like, I'm knowing is getting around. And and that was, you know, that was cool. What I appreciated most about all of it was the confirmation because yeah. that was the thing that I was most on edge about was looking for a confirmation of like, yeah, nigga, you supposed to be doing this. And I think I got enough feedback from that day. The way that shit just went crazy for me, I was like, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Like, I, like you're right. Yeah. Everything, like the conversation with Fred, right? The Everything that, all the little doubtful moments, like, should you be fucking with Jay, right? Like, he ain't never did no music. Like, nigga, none of, everything was like, and if you notice, my energy switched after that. It went from like, let's see to, no, nah, let's do. Like, let's do this, let's do that. Because then it got like, now nah, I don't care no more. Now I don't care in a sense like, now I know this approach is the approach for D-Rick. It may not be the approach for this nigga, that nigga, and the other nigga, but this is the approach for me because nobody can be me better than me in the world ever. So this the best shot that I got. This the best chance we got. And when it's your sauce, can't nobody else replicate that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just when you had that confirmation, like, no, nah, it's enough niggas who fuck with that. It's enough. Right? And so now the question is, do you really believe these the only niggas that would? Because, like... So, to an extent, like, yo, at 38, like, nigga, I still like hip-hop. I Absolutely. still like this shit. You know what I'm saying? And it's never going nowhere. And I don't want to hear a bunch of 18-year-olds because that's not my lane. Not saying that they're not dope, but, like, we ain't, that's not shit. So, you got a whole bunch of people who still like hip-hop music, who's still in a in a younger age. Me better go get them niggas some fucking music because they sitting there waiting for something that they want to listen to. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So... That's the and, that's and, the and Griselda can't give it all to him. Facts. No, no, that's love. Like shout out to Griselda. Like 80, you, 90s kids who didn't grow up, they still want. They still in the culture. Sure, the, the culture has aged and got older. We like no nigga with the content. Yeah, yeah. And, and, it, and it, it can't all be over a trap beat. Absolutely. So you know, uh, we got some. We got some shit for you lined up. Man, we got some. Yeah, we got some. We got some shit. Anybody so, who's listening to this. This is, you know, I, I really appreciate y'all listening. I really appreciate anybody who's going to go listen to the project after this, who's going to fuck with it after this or whatever. Um, shout out to my nigga John. So, yeah, I had a veggie pizza delivered, <laughs> delivered up here. My main man, John, appreciate you, brother. I'm on you, dog. I had I, I had two choices, y'all. I'm a, I'm a pro at uh, multitasking. It was lose out on this amazing veggie pizza that my group chat keeps telling me is the greatest shit on Where earth. Where that's from? John, you made it. John, John. Oh, he said and yeah, it's he deep made dish. it. It's deep dish and it's all veggie. Let me look at that shit. Yo, that's some pizza poppers look type yeah. shit. So it was that or miss out. So I just told him to come up here. So, um, but I was saying thank you to everybody who's who's fuck with it, and I just want people who who are tapped in just to know like. I know people say this shit, but I mean it. So listen. You you have not, we haven't even scratched the surface. This is how I know I fuck with the project. So I didn't know what to expect. I listened to the shit. I fuck with it. But the way the way I know or confirm that I fuck with the project for real 
is I ran my Apple, you know, they do your, your, your hundred songs and shit. The whole fucking album was in that motherfucker. It was like Nas. <laughs> it was this. It was the game album. It was a bunch of shit out of your top hundred songs. I'm like, oh shit. I, clearly I like this shit. And, um, what's the number, the first song on there? Uh, no, let me look at this damn list. I'll tell you exactly what it was. Uh, this like my. You saying what is the first song on there? No. So type niggas is the, my fourth most listened to song this year. Yeah. That, so, that is a, that is a, I don't know if you would call it a fan favorite. That, that's a record that everybody, uh, women, surprisingly, Women, everybody likes that record. That is the record that I've, if there was a record that everybody be like, man, when you gonna do a video for that? That's my shit on it. Like, it's that record. Yeah. And I, you know, and I, I enjoyed. I'm, I'm enjoying. And I told myself, to myself, when I first started this shit, that I was gonna enjoy the journey. I wasn't gonna get lost in the shit. Like, I wasn't gonna get frustrated. But I was like, really gonna enjoy the journey. I was gonna enjoy when shit didn't go right. And being like, damn, that shit ain't even work. I was going to enjoy finding out shit, hearing people say that shit is whack. Like, just enjoy it. Like, embrace it. Like, be grateful that you're able to wake up every the day. The hustle got ups and downs. You know what I'm saying? And just embrace it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And um, so I've learned, as much as I think I knew, I ain't going to even lie. We did, we almost didn't even put in the field on the project. Because that was a, such an old song. Karan didn't, he couldn't even find the beat. Shout out to Karan, because... Uh I I, find, I met him at the uh, at the listening session and shit. He was like, "Oh shit, I listen to Shop Talk all the time." Then run the <laughs> shit up on his phone and shit. I'm like, "Yo, yeah, small world for yeah. sure." And it's crazy. Like, we wasn't even gonna put in the field on the project, or I wasn't gonna put in the field on the project. It was an older song, but it's old to you. You know exactly. What I'm saying? And that's just that was the that's why I'm so grateful to have a team and to listen to niggas. You, you know what I'm saying? Good production. Don't just and don't good. just Go off what you think, cause even though you got some good ideas and the shit you think be solid, you don't know everything, and you gotta you gotta take into account other people's perspective. And everybody was like, who had heard in the field. I remember Walt was like, "You ain't gonna put in the field." I was like, "I don't know." He was like, "Yeah, I don't know either," cause we had did the song. So, and what happened was, I kind of like, man, I let Karan mix this whole project, and we got a song. You ain't gonna put his song on there, and I needed another song. And it wasn't hard to do. We had the song already done. But the problem was Karan couldn't find the original master tracks for the beat. He's like, that's how old it was. But he was like, but if I if I fuck with it hard enough, he was like, I can mix it and we'll be good. So we said, fuck it, we'll let him do it. And now, come to find out, it's literally like... Ne- like when are you dropping the video? <sighs> See, if I tell everybody, then I can't Uh-oh. do the campaign. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Right, all right. Soon, coming soon. It's coming soon. It's the teaser is up there. I tell y'all what, whether it go through this podcast, or whatever. I we we made an agreement. It was like if we get five hundred comments, we'll drop it. Okay. We get five. We get five hundred comments. Some something. We'll drop the video, and that's the in the field joint. Because I'm gonna drop com- that uh that post in the description and the notes, so y'all just click that shit and make a comment. Yeah, and we and we'll drop the video. Um, and like again, just learning shit like that. Here I am thinking this song. Is not the greatest song, and everybody love it. Man, it'd be certain shit where, um, like, it'd be more about the it'd be more about the story than the song, or more about the like. If I can feel the realness in this shit, yeah, I think people relate to that shit. And that's crazy because that's like 
And I, you know, I was, you know, I, I did my thing on that bitch. But that wasn't like if you said like, "Hey, give me one of your top three verses off the project," I wouldn't have picked that one. Yeah. But niggas be like, "Nigga, you was talking spicy on that bitch." And hey, you know, when Weez get to doing that shit, and I just like hearing, I like hearing people come left field for me. Here I am thinking everybody appreciates this about me. And learn, and here I and I'm finding out, nigga. We don't even the shit I'm thinking. I went crazy over. Niggas like, yeah, that's cool. But this shit right here, nigga, it's it's some it's something about like the authenticity of it. Like being, you know, when you run in different circles, when you have your hands in in different shit, and you understand when somebody talk it and they just talking, and then you understand when somebody talk it and they done lived yeah. and they done been through it, like. For sure. This, I'm not living through my older homie. I'm not living through <laughs> yeah. my homeboy. Like nigga, I was really, that shit I was, was really that doing shit was the that. shit I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. yeah. And, and 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 we that, was talking some shit. <laughs> Shout out to we. It's, it's a lot of veil. It's like a, if you're not from yeah, that yeah. world, it's gonna go right up over your head. Yeah, yeah. Weez is a he's. I call him. It's my little nickname. I call him Wizard. When that nigga get in that zone, and I'm so like I'm so excited to keep working with him. And a lot and like helping him pull that shit out. Cause I heard a uh, coach say this yesterday or day for yesterday. And he was talking about how when they look at artists on QC, they always look at, they never see them as just like a rapper or a musician. They always see them as uh, a brand in themselves. And what story do they have to tell? And without telling his story for him, out of all the individuals that I know in my life, he got a story. A story that's like that shit he talking, it come from somewhere. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and you know, I mean, one can say the same thing about me too. But like, you know, with it being family and with that being my man's, it's it's just you know, you maybe, know, I you know, know it. You know what I'm saying? So to hear a nigga take those experiences, take that sauce, take that energy, and convert it into them 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 words and how that shit, you know what I'm saying? Loaded them 18 wheelers up. Let's see. Man, come on, man. That nigga was talking saucy on that shit. Yeah. yeah. Um Rick, I wanted to ask you though. You said you put the project together in like two weeks. What's typically your process when you get in the studio? I just don't stop now. And that's really always been my process. I just don't stop. Like I don't ever go into the studio and be like, I gotta, I'm about to make this record or I'm about to make that record. I go in the studio and I just try to make the record that I, the best record I wanted to make or that I can make that day. And like, so right now I have three projects done. Nigga, the week after the project, then he was like, Jay, yo, look, this is what we about to do next. I'm like, nigga, it's been a week, my nigga. We got to let this shit it ain't, cook. It ain't breathe yet. We got to yeah. let this shit cook. He like, no, nigga, listen to this idea. I got the singer, nigga, listen. I'm like, Facts. It, but that's, song was fucking dope. And, dope. That, and so that's how I, that's my process is that I just don't stop. So like when it comes down to making a project, it's not, it's more so about arrangement, timing, right? Why this song versus that song? Cause like I said, right now I got three projects worth of songs ready to go. I can drop a project, three different projects right now for myself if I wanted to. Right. So it's just about constantly. It's about figuring, taking those songs, assessing them, you know, cleaning them up and then saying, okay, what fits and why does it fit? Does this tell the right story that we want to tell right now? Does this come out right now? I got songs right now that's talking crazy. They don't fit me right now. You know what I'm I saying? They you. don't fit how I'm rolling. And so they may stay on ice. They may stay tucked. 
You know, we may, you know, use them in different ways. So it's never, I never go in, I know niggas be like project mode. I, I don't think I'll ever say that. I mean, when your pen gets to moving, like you just, you just follow where it goes. Yeah. Some, and like when the music comes together, like th these pieces work. And Absolutely. this piece needs to be for this. But yeah. these pieces right here, they fit together. Yeah. So uh, this is my last question and shit, right? So uh, you did talk about Weez being on the project on um, in the field. There's only one other guest feature on a, on the album. Yeah. Now those from the city um, understand the significance of the guest feature. Yeah. Which was Lil Blade. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So if you're not from the city, I don't know. And go Google Blade Icewood. <laughs> you know what right, I'm saying? Right, right, right. Go to right. YouTube and 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 look up Blade Icewood. For um, sure. But. You got his spitting image, aka his son, on the on the on the project. Ain't look just like that nigga. Like it's scary, Shit crazy. You know Shit what I'm crazy. saying? Like it's legitimately scary. Imagine just seeing that nigga all the time. Like literally, the nigga just be walking in the house, walking by you, looking at the nigga. It, so explain it, how that how this record came about. Um, so uh, shout out to Lil Blay. Um, we just uh, we tied in through family. You know what I'm saying? Like as far as I'm concerned, like that's my little cousin, right? So my cousin Calvin, cousin Kenny. Um, you know, just uh, descendants from that La Familia tree. Um, they, you know, think it's these. Shout out to young Cam De Niro. These is like my young dogs. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I hold them so close to me because I didn't have that shit growing up. I didn't have older cousins. I ain't had no older. I mean, I had older cousins, but they wasn't close to me. So a lot of shit I sorted and walked through pretty much on my own. And I've seen, I know what having the influence, if it's strong and it's positive, what it can do. You know what I'm saying? So I have been tasked, you know, especially with like Kenny and Calvin, um, who are my blood cousins, to just always look out for them. And so anybody that's with them, they with me, right? And these are their closest friends or some of their closest friends. And so, and then on the other side, um, Blaze's granddaddy, Blaze's daddy is tied in through my father, Walt's father, God rest his soul, Black Walt, and um, Blade daddy. Mr. Lindsay. And so all the way through, you know, we just, we know each other from both sides. And so it just, it was really organic. Like he just always around. We always around each other. Our families is always around each other. And when I did the record, Black and Bank Rose, I. It's my shit, by the way. That's, that's, that, yeah, I, I personally like that song a whole lot. And there was a conversation present at the time about older artists or just older niggas in the city really just not embracing younger artists and it being like this divide, right? And I just was like trying to help them musically where I can. Like I got a studio in my crib. They they come over, they record. It's like, you know what I'm saying, just for the love, just so they can have a space to really, you know, do their thing. And me too. And I get energy from them. You know what I'm saying? I stay tied that's in from different, them. That's a different energy. Yeah, and I don't run away from that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not on that like, nigga, I'm older than y'all, so I don't, you know what I'm saying? It's like, them my dogs. They're my young dogs. I give them older nigga vibes when I when I give it to them. You know what I'm saying? And, and we rock like that. And so I knew Blade would never, nor, would never like just be on this kind of song. And that was the purpose, is that I wanted to do something that didn't seem like a stretch, but put a song together where those worlds collided. And so Black and Bankroll, just the whole concept of the song and even going into the remix, um, it just was fitting. And I know he normally, that was, he was out of his element a little bit in terms of the beat and just the concept of the song. But he did his thing on it and he stayed him, just like I stayed me. And what I wanted it to be was just a representation of how we can, you know, we can all rock. 
and that should have happened. You know, us to just put together or put out something that normally wouldn't happen, right? If we don't have a relationship that we have, we don't never do that song. You know what I'm saying? And that's a uh, that was pretty much it. And you know, one thing about hip hop, you don't always see like we, we in a different age bracket. The the three you don't always see like somebody putting their arm around and embracing a younger nigga and, and that and that yeah. diff, and the differences in that shit. I know for me. You know, my daughter, she's 15, and she listens to a lot of wild shit, like shit I just don't be up on. <laughs> right. And, you know, I be thinking like, you know, dad in the, I'm in the Noah shit because of what I do, what I do. But she got a completely different ear. Absolutely. And I want to hear it. Like, what are you listening to? Because, yeah. like, the shit that she put me up on that eventually trickled down, like, she know, like, by the time I get on some shit, she's like, oh, we've been, we been listening to that. Yeah. Well, shit, f- fucking help me out. Like, <laughs> tell me the... Cause at first, yeah, and, and another thing, I like to hear them young niggas talk crazy. Hey, listen, I love I, that shit. I thought it was just me, but that's another part of it. Listen, I get young Cam De Niro in that studio. I let that nigga throw his hood on. That nigga put them glass. Man, that nigga get to talking saucy in there. Then I, I just be, I be in the back like, nigga, talk your shit, young nigga. When I hear a lot of these young, what's I can't think of his name off the top of my head. The the nigga that dropped Coochie, uh, Y and J, I yeah, think yeah, is yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rio, Look, Rio the young LG, all them niggas. I yeah. love to hear that type of shit because yeah. them niggas talking wild as fuck, and yeah. I like that shit. And I like to demonstrate how I can like some shit. It ain't got to be what I do. Like that's not my kind of rap. Like when I go in and do my shit, it's not gonna sound like. Rio the younger. And I think it's whack when niggas do try to do that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Again, the That's you, they lane. You can't be nobody better than you could be yourself. So be you. You know what I'm saying? Let I love watching them young niggas be young and turnt and doing the shit. Cause I I don't know, nigga. I ain't no hater. Like I be wanting to see them niggas do that. And I don't want to be in their limelight. You know, I be encouraging I them niggas. And I just try to give them little shit that I've learned along the way, the little thing that could be the difference in shitting them peacefully or them niggas having a great night and no bullshit happening versus shit going all the way left. Because sometimes it just be that one look like, damn, bro, did nobody tell you? Do that versus do this. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and it's natural. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, these is my little cousins. I mean, I'll be honest. I, I didn't have that shit. You know, I had older homies, but exactly. like they was just letting me do what the fuck I was doing. Exactly. I didn't have no... No guy, somebody be like, nah, maybe you shouldn't do it that way. I was just like, well, fuck it. We here now. So, like, I'm going a, I'm to a wild out and do what the fuck I know. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, man, I enjoy the project, man. It's an excellent, it's an excellent, um, excellent project. I still listen to it. Um, Appreciate that. Yes, sir. Um, and I can't wait till this this next shit drop. Man, you. I finish working this project. We gonna finish. Yeah, that's, that's Jay. He got to keep, uh, keep me on that shit. He got to keep working this project because over. we we I think we've been accustomed to like artists putting out music. So like your favorite artist years ago, Ice Cube would put out an album. He rock with that bitch for like two years before you get a brand new Cube album. Yeah. We see it a little bit with Kendrick. Like he put out his shit. He let it cook. He go away. Three years later, we might get something else. Because these fucking record industry niggas just fucking lying to y'all, dog. They told y'all that don't nobody buy music, but niggas are spending yeah. more money on music than ever fucking before. Shh. I'm just saying. Don't tell these niggas. You know what I'm saying? We had these streaming conversations and shit. Like niggas have convinced us to pay $10 a month for music for the rest of your fucking life. And the second that you start paying for that shit, you don't got access to the fucking music no more. Hey, it's, it's don't believe the hype. Niggas will stream for sure. But niggas are still buying music. Niggas are buying vinyls for forty five and fifty dollars. 
So are. don't tell me a nigga won't buy, won't spend some money. I just on called a, I just called Damn on vinyl and yeah. it definitely spent forty dollars yeah. on that. Marv Marv sold out a shout out to Marv one of his newest projects. Listen to Mar- that shit. Marv shit is amazing. So amazing. When you t- listen. So Marv is one of those niggas who, for me, I'm I'm grateful to have a nigga like that in my arsenal, a nigga that I can tap into that I know got a relationship with. Marv is the type of nigga that makes my like make a make your pen move. You know what I'm saying? Like Niggas that hear me and be like, nigga, you can rap. And I like I always be I consider myself when I'm, you know, that's a nigga when I played my project, I ain't gonna lie. I wasn't nervous, but I was kind of like, I, you know, I'm I'm looking at the nigga. That's a bar- every, that's a good barometer. On, on every bar. Cause I'm looking at the nigga. <laughs> hey, look, what's so funny and shit, when we were doing the uh when you was doing an interview with L and shit, yeah. playing the records, I'm looking at more, I'm like, I wonder, I wonder what this nigga think about this fucking music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm just yeah, like, yeah. The coldest mark, the coldest compliment I got at the project from Marv, he says, "Nigga, I'm sick. You didn't call me for this fucking single. Uh, not a drill. Mm-hmm. That's I think that's one of his favorite records. So you know, just getting a nod. You know, I won't even call him. I mean, he's a peer in one sense, but Marv is you know well established in the game. He every every bit of notoriety he's I just, earned. It. I just feel like sometimes you know not to fall too far off the subject. Marv is an incredible rapper. He gets pegged in that battle rap." Lane a lot, yeah. but like especially no, he's a he's a battle rap legend. No, but but I'm saying Who's like a, who should yeah. be winning I, about 50k in about two weeks or so. Yeah. I, I was I was at them nights at the Lush. You know what I'm saying? Like I've I've heard I've seen Marv rap for years, no, and what Mar- that nigga does Mar- can is rap. incredible. Mar- it's can fucking rap. incredible. Fam, this run he got. I don't know if y'all niggas listening or watch the King of the Dot Battles and the yeah, whole yeah, Grand Prix. He's giving niggas he's the like, business. He's working niggas. Like every few years, Marv get he back. Get, he get the, get, and he, get the and going. He, he was like, let me show these young niggas them because, nigga, I can play basketball. You know what I'm saying? Like you can, LeBron James can be the greatest basketball, all that shit. Kobe Bryant plays basketball better than LeBron James. I play the game. Marv won is a really good battle rapper. I will experience your ass the fuck off the stage. Yeah, and he out here he whooping these young niggas. He will box you in the corner and make you look bad. Yeah, Marv, like, Marv's pretty good. Marv been doing this fucking thing. And I've been in, and City too. City who been out here twice. You I know what I'm saying? Love City. Love City. City. Yep. I heard City just gave, um, uh, I know what battle you talk oops. about. Yeah, he got gave Oops out of here. And I fuck with Oops. But oops, made it oops. Yeah, <laughs> wrong day, wrong time. Uh, and that's like, me. Like, that's the barometer, right? I'm, that's me on any given day. I'm liable to be chilling with my young dogs, little Blade and them. I'm liable to be in the studio with Marv. Keep because niggas like that is you know that's how you iron keep, sharp as iron. You keep that motherfucker sharp. Like when I need to know, you know, like it's like sparring with them kind of niggas. That's how you keep. You know what I'm saying? Those you know shout that's, out to like niggas like Off Rip, like niggas who everybody may not know. Probably the best verse I've ever heard from him on that. On but that. I know. Like these niggas can rap. Ro, I mean, Ro went crazy on that fucking single. Wrapped his ass off on it. And these niggas do this shit on a regular basis. And and for niggas, I've heard niggas like kind of give Ro, like if you don't think Ro can rap, listen to the Rose Gold album. No, nah, Ro can rap. Like they bro. going crazy niggas, on that shit. Ro can rap. They bro. going crazy. The Faux Life remember. Project, he going crazy on I'm that I'm the reason Ro still rap. I don't, I don't give a fuck what he say. I am the reason Ro Spit still rap. Ro Spit was done rapping. He only rapped on the song because it was me, because it was just a favor for me. I just said, nigga, I need you on the record. He was like, I'm done rapping. I ain't doing it. He told me he was going to give me a trash-ass verse. You see how that worked out. Now the nigga went and dropped a verse on my shit. Now he got a project got the on the itch, way. He got yeah. the itch come back. Yeah. He owe me money. Hey, man. Uh, 
I love the project, man. We got some shit in the works, still. Yeah, we got some shit. I mean, in the since, works. since we speak about niggas owe money, name tag, you still owe me money. <laughs> and I'm not letting the shit go. He slandered my name. He still yeah. owe me money. Uh, name tag said top of the year, man. It'd be on there. Okay, bet. Let's so, on. Let's on. Uh, you got music pick, my man. You know, as tradition holds, whenever, anytime we have a guest of a musical genre, I let them have the music pick of the week. D Rick, go ahead and plug the project, tell people where they can find it, give it all the love it needs. Yeah, so D Rick D R I C K, uh, here and now is on Apple Music. Yo, I, Apple man, yeah, y'all are some hoes, bro. And hey, listen, Apple Music week as fuck. They the only niggas that got my shit all tied up like that. But if you want to find it on Apple Music, just type in D R I C K space here and now. That's the project. That's how you can find it. The other notable <laughs> streaming platforms got the shit correct. Right, so you just put in D Dash Rick on Spotify, D Dash Rick on Title. Here and now is the project. Go tap into it and uh, cool. definitely find me on Instagram. I'm not one of these weird niggas with a blue check who don't talk to people. I'm engaging. Like I will roast the fuck out of you. I I kick it with you. I talk shit back. Like you know, it's it's love. We just having fun with it. Come see me on Instagram. I'll be there all day. Cause I don't I don't have the the bandwidth to manage multiple. Fucking shit. So I had to pick one. It's what Facebook. About, what it's about Twitter. Tw- what about Twitter? Because like you, you, you're a witty nigga. You love Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Fuck y'all. I don't know. Twitter. I, see, I'm in that world. I'm right in the middle. Instagram is like perfect for me. I get to do both. I'm on Twitter. Like I, like I'm the nigga who tweets shit, but then I take it and put it on Instagram. I see. I gauge it how how well it did on Instagram. That's just where I'm at. Uh, my whose man's is this for this week? It's really a late injury because I forgot. Last week, should little baby get whose man's is this? Who? Little baby. <laughs> ah, why? You know he. he <laughs> so you, you have you seen the story that he paid that porn star sixteen k? You know for the. That was six. He he said in the DM sixteen. First of all, but listen, paying that young lady to do anything is is a violation of every code of ethic but I can think of. Two or three days before, um. Uh, Harden get a nigga hundred thousand dollars in cash, so I ain't even spend my money on it. He gave him a, for, for whatever reason. He gave him a hundred thousand dollars. If I pay he gave him 60. a watch and he gave him a bag, I'm like I don't honey know. Yeah, I did bag of honey buns. He gave him a honey bun inside a bag of honey buns. Yeah, so I don't if, know. I didn't I know that they were sixteen k. She's gonna do something that she has to pray to Jesus. I didn't know him about. and James Harden was in done. a relationship, but apparently they, it's like no, fuck with you. <laughs> it's a lot of money to get one of your friends and shit. That's a lot. Hey man, but I mean, if you millionaires, like a hundred, a hundred thousand probably ain't shit. I'm not giving you. That's like giving a nigga a hundred dollars. I'm not giving you a hundred thousand dollars. I don't give a fuck. Ever? I'm not giving you a hundred thousand. But a birthday, Jay, Jay. We get that hundred million bag. You better give me a hundred racks. That's fucked up. Why? Cause it's my birthday, nigga, and we friends. Man, I'll That's get you something point. important. A <laughs> hundred thousand, just to, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, give I, me the hundred k and let me buy what's important to me. I tell you what, this is a quote by Dusty. I can tell you niggas don't love money by how y'all spend it. Yeah, niggas swear they love money. Why you let that shit go so fast? You don't love that shit. It burn a hole in your pocket. Yeah. Give me the catalog. I'm gonna show you how daddy ball. I say it all the time. Give me the money first. I get it. That's why y'all niggas be broke. So listen, my who's man take it to the grave with me, and my kids can't have it. Whose man's is this? Goes to. You know it's been downhill from this nigga since he hold Tupac and Jay Z. Like you, you got to be a weird. You in a weird bag when you got smoke for Pac after he's dead. 
and you got smoke for Jay Z. What them niggas gonna do? They he's did. the oldest nigga in the in the hip hop industry. He is a man who wear lugs, and oh, this DJ about? who did this Funk Master Flex oh, went that's... and got his body done live on Instagram with the lipo. Did you see him getting his lipo suction shit going on? Shut the fuck up! Like I don't know what's up with like who not in real life. Whose man's is this? Like who whose man's is is this? Look, look, the young ladies in them, they like, yeah, we seen that weird ass nigga. I'm like, sitting up here like, what? This nigga was what? on Instagram getting lipo. Nah, flex. That ain't it, bro. Flexy the body. Dog. That ain't it, bro. He trying to be a bad bitch. He know. almost looks like the nigga, the bitch little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it, man. Uh, did y'all see fuck them? Speaking of men, did you see that bitch? <laughs> I saw. She had bed bug uh, marks on her booty. I like don't the get bumps, it. like the, the I don't joints. understand. Like when niggas. <laughs> I don't understand. Like you could tell, like a bitch ass was itching at one point in her lot, a life a lot. But half the of this shit, I don't never believe though. Like, but because like, it be, be so wild, I don't never. But like, what yeah, is I ain't this gonna shit? lie. I ain't gonna lie. Once I found out that the what's the young crazy little nigga name with the shit with the demon shit in the middle of his head, the bullet hole in the middle of his head, just fucking with Floyd daughter. Oh yeah, uh, NBA young boy. Once they said that they nigga the they rumor the about say, they paid the nigga to say he had a disease for publicity. Oh, that nigga got herpes for real. Don't let him. Don't let him. Let him. Don't let him skate out that shit. Oh, that motherfucker out here giving that the herpes. gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that nigga giving out that herpes. Uh, okay. But that's the that's the most streamed nigga in the world right yeah, now. See, that's the part of the music industry I don't want to have nothing to fucking do with. That's why I approach my shit. Break a hundred bands and the label to tell, tell everybody you got herpes. You you passed on that hundred. Yeah, that, yeah, that I can't. I, I, not for a hundred bands. I ain't gonna cap like nigga a hundred, but a hundred bands to say hundred thousand. Fam, that's how that's hundred thousand just to tell everybody. That. No, nigga, because I actually want a family again. Like I want a real like. I you can how you gonna ever shake out of that? I just can look at you forever and be like all cap, fam. I think that shit got out, and now they dropped the story like, oh, nigga, we pay. Who the fuck paying a nigga to say he got herpes? Because here's the thing, I gotta, I gotta believe that if I get, if I gotta say. I got herpes for a hundred thousand. That means I can't up the proof later that I don't. Fam, you know how much the nigga get in the show. You know how much he get off of YouTube. Like this nigga is the most streamed person on YouTube, music wise. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. Look, man, coming from a nigga that done it's, caught something before, I don't give a fuck. Give me a hundred thousand. Give it to me. I don't give a fuck what you think about do, me. Do you love anybody? My children. I love them dearly. Does anybody love you? Right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's all I'm thinking Jesus about. Like, how do you tell a woman that you might want to like, because I guess I, all I'm looking at is the Bitch, do you want this bag or not? But it's only 100 bands. You're saying only 100 bands to a nigga that don't have <laughs> to a 100 bands. To a millionaire. Okay, well, I'm talking. You like, talking to a West Side nigga that go to work every it's not day? About you, I don't have. <laughs> this is about, this is not about you, nigga. This is about NBA Young Boy. <laughs> but what about flexing his? What about flexing his surgery? I don't know, man. Yeah, that's we, all, get this nigga the fuck out of yeah. here. Dog. He really a, lost when he still wear lugs, so that was really we was done there. But lugs gave him his own line. You know what I'm saying? Like if lugs give you a shoe, you're not gonna wear your shoe. No, some not shit. Lugs. I, some no, shit ain't yeah, worth the money. Have some have some fucking dignity. Lugs, I mean, nigga. You can't wear lugs, nigga. As Where a, the fuck do you wear them bitches to? What do you wear them with? I don't know. Fucking climb a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm good on the lugs, dog. Like I'm, run, I'm good on the lugs the check, I'm too, good by the way. Lugs. Yeah, you know, lugs. I tell you all the time, eat, drink, and be merry. I'll and be lugs straight. can't give you $100,000. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> there isn't a $100,000 worth of lugs inventory you know who got, anywhere. You, you know who got all the money? selling out at Burlington. There's no way. They, got no it. Way. They, they gave all that money to Birdman. That's why nigga's still rubbing his hands. He got over on them niggas, dog. <laughs> that sure. nigga is somewhere right now for sure. with that Birdman hair, bro. Anyway, dog, it's time for the- Time for the benediction. You got the what's the name? You, I'm too lazy to reach over today. Uh, pause. That shit sound weird. It does. It does. My bad. I left it alone. I just was like, <laughs> all right. I was chill out. You know, shit hit the floor here. It'd be a whole another thing. Uh, this was a question I've never been asked before. What? My phone, my device. It oh. Asked me a question. I wasn't prepared to answer. I was like, what? <laughs> Uh, go ahead, money. Rick, <laughs> oh, go, yeah. go ahead and give out your socials, fam. Hey, man, give me uh, get with me on Instagram d underscore r i c k or at Twitter at d r i c d underscore r i c k one h u n d Rick one hun. We'll put it in notes. We'll put it in notes because yeah, I yeah, feel like I, you stumbled over. Yeah, it. I'm fucking up. Yeah, I, this that's why I only need one. I can't remember all this shit. Just see me on Instagram d underscore r i c k. That's where I'll be at. For sure, it's your man Dame going wild. On IG, Dame Gone Wild on Twitter. Just drop that I. If you at me, I will talk to you back, and I will say terrible things about your mama and how your punk ass got here. Uh, follow Shop Talk Podcast, shoptalkpodcast.com. When you see the blue and the black, you know where the fuck you at. Book some time. I got babies to feed. Yo, shoptalkpod.com <laughs> or <laughs> Shop Talk Podcast. That's how I let you do that part because I uh, fuck it up every week. Yeah, you know, Shop Talk Podcast Studio.com. Uh, I made that website myself. That shit looked pretty dope. So go on there and book some time. Shout out to y'all for fucking with us 238 weeks. We coming towards the end of the year. Um, Oh, dog, I got some new merch on the table that's about to hit, and it's yeah. going to be crazy. Oh, uh, yeah, you got to explain that shit yeah, to me. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. what the fuck you was talking about. I was in the meeting. I'm like, I don't know what this nigga Dane talking about. I'm going to... Shout out to this... this I think I was on a Zoom for a three-hour Zoom, and them niggas mad us keep the camera on. Two days in a row. Fam. I fell asleep on a Zoom, on a company-wide Zoom call. I fell asleep. Today, I kept having to touch my face and shit. You keep moving and shit so you, you don't fall asleep and shit. Like, damn. No, I legit, put, I legit fell asleep on a company-wide Zoom call. This nigga, one of the directors, hit me up on instant message like, are you awake? <laughs> nigga, clearly I'm not awake. Clearly. Yeah, don't ask me that. Dumb <laughs> that shit wild as fuck. They like, yo, um, do you have... It, can, I didn't have no fucking shirt on when they asked me to get on camera. I'm like, shit, I gotta go get. I'm like, fuck. Let me grab something. Like I that. wear a robe and pajama pants talking every to, day. Talking to this beat is amazing. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, listen, man. Thank y'all for supporting this 238 week, 78 week, to whatever that shit is, man. We fuck with you. When you see the blue and the black, you know where you at. Shop Talk Podcast Studio. Book some time. I'm not saying we the Rockefeller Podcast, but. We are Jane Dane. Hell yeah. Peace.